it's the proudest day, the proudest time, and the, the seat of a relic here. Because that day, and that hour, and those minutes, I got the butt between my teeth. You know, I really stood up and was counted and said, this is not getting away. I remember when we pulled on our helmets, and, and Donald says to me, what are we doing? I said, we're going for gold, Barrett. That's all we said. I can still picture that run. That was just the best, best run ever. Welcome along to Crunching Gears, the Rattle Podcast, Season 2, Episode 20. Connor, that time of the week again. Yes, indeed, Kevin, and uh, we're, I think we're still suffering Donegal Blues. We surely are. Uh, we, this week, we're going to take a continued look back at Donegal. We're going to review it, uh, catch up with Matt Edwards, Dave Moynihan, uh, Gary Jennings, and then Marion Evans also joins us as well, uh, halfway through that chat. And then the two-wheel drive, uh, we look back at that, then we catch up with Kevin Gallagher, Johnny Jordan, Eddie Doherty, Lauren Kelly, and Richard Moffat. And then as well as that, then... Uh, Yeeper was on last weekend, catch up with KCJ Coleman, who had a great run there, and uh, Rally for Fiesta. And then finally, just as we were recording the podcast, news breaking there this afternoon, or today is Wednesday, I suppose, so Wednesday afternoon, that uh, William Crichton and Patrick O'Brien are both doing the next round of the ERC, but more about that later anyway. But Connor, um, we had the pleasure of catching up with you know, some of the top four-wheel drive and some of the top two-wheel drive crews from Donegal. Ah, you know, yes, we are in Donegal Blues, but that was such an epic battle, and it was great to hear the stories. I look, it was fabulous battles all round. It was a great weekend, um, a good combination of of you know uh, things throwing into the mix from new stages through to the weather, tire choices, everything, and uh, yeah, it was great to get the inside stories and and you know. Uh, fair play to the lads, like they, they you know, they were honest to, uh, about what went on in the weekend and how they tackled it, and it was great to have those conversations. Definitely, you know, you have to admire the way, you know, the honesty, you know, they did everything there. You know, there was no hiding places, there was no back doors, or anything. We, we, you know, we felt we could ask nothing, and we got an honest response to it, and that's, you know, that's all we can ask for. Absolutely, it is, and you know, that's the insights people want to hear. You know, it, it, we've gone beyond just. Uh, Watching the clips and 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 you know on YouTube and wherever else uh, um, of of them competing on the stages, we're now looking for the background and the bit of story and the bit of gossip and the bit of extra information. And you know, thankfully, they're happy to share it with us. That's for sure. That's for sure. So anyway, I think first of all, we'll catch up with the four wheel drive guys. So over to Matt Edwards to start us off. Uh, no, so we still haven't settled the score. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, no, we have we have to a lot of, to a great extent. To be honest, um, we, we had a, on the whole a really good event, um, really positive, and um, yeah, we Friday wasn't wasn't brilliant. It was a bit of a, a confidence knock and a bit of a you know didn't really know how to get back from there you know, psychologically as much as anything else. I remember coming out of Gary Gore on the, the Saturday morning, thinking I said to Dave, I, I don't think I've got what I once had. I think was the quote. Um, you know, things weren't coming that great even with the car fixed with slippery conditions and everything so um but a bit of a bit of familiarity with Nokala and um yeah it, it just started to click then and as the confidence grew in the car with slightly better conditions and uh you know all in all really happy with how it all panned out and um you know lots of positives to take going forward yeah but that first stage you know friday you know just after friday lunchtime 
like your heart must have sunk. Like was it death problems you were having, or you know, yeah, it's um, I think it's a problem. People with that sort of car are now looking into and learning a bit about. Um, you know, for the people that haven't maybe used them for as long as the likes of Melvin, but um. Yeah, it's a, a, a basically a clutch pack in the prop that looks after the, the disconnect for the handbrake. Um, some sort of torque, you know, plated diff essentially that was uh, maybe maybe playing up or lacking pressure or wet, worn slightly that gives a feeling that it's it's not quite how it should be, shall we say? And uh, there was an instance in the middle of that first stage just after we handbraked it for the first time that we got the vi- a vibration out the back and then. 30 seconds later, it kind of, it wasn't an uncontrolled sort of lurch across the road, but it just all of a sudden felt very different. And I was about to pull a gear and put my hand back on the wheel as if to sort of catch it. But um, from then on, it was a bit of catch up for sure. Yeah. And Dave, from like your point of view, you know, all the hard work, all the effort, you know, you know, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, like, you know, it must have just knocked you sideways. Near time to go home, Kevin. <laughs> We struggled to pull back the, the five or six seconds on Callum last year and then to be 25 down after the first stage and 10th overall, you know, you're on the back foot straight away. But um, here we still, I think, I think once Mac had the reassurance in the first service that it wasn't actually something that was going to, you know, something was broken or it wasn't something that was going to fall off or put you over a hedge, he was then fit to adapt and drive accordingly to manage it to a certain degree. Um, and then it's here, it just came frustrating. You're still hemorrhaging time no matter how hard you're trying. And you, I think it was like a minute and ten down before we started putting any time back on anybody. So, but here it's um, it's just one of those things. You, know, something you can't. It's not even a component that Melvin or his lads would open to check or to rebuild. It's something that's you. Know, it's a, it's a trouble-free part in most cases. Um, I think it's only Eric Weavers or Volkswagen that would have had the tool to or the jig to, to test it or to reset it or to rebuild it. So it's it's totally outside their control. Not something you'd you'd um you'd know. And then. We knew something was wrong, you because know, the question was asked mostly in the same to test, but it wasn't because after that first hairpin, the vibration you felt it was like a drive shaft. You know, that's it felt like a like a shaft was gone. Um, obviously, Matt felt a lot more from the driving instance than I did in the past say, but you just felt the vibration. And Gary, you were the complete opposite. You know, you had a flyer on the first stage, and that really set the tone like for Friday and Saturday for you. Like, you know. You were on the pace with the, you know, the the Callum and Josh and these guys. You're not at their heels. Yeah, I really enjoyed the new stages on Friday. I think um, I think that's really what sh- what showed. We we made new pace notes for Friday, and then really we're still using the old pace notes from the Subaru days on the Saturday and Sunday, and they were just we just were too lazy and wrecky, and they just weren't up to speed. And the children Friday are our, our notes are very very good, and yeah, I enjoyed Friday's new stages, and as Matt says, then like. Once we get into Saturday evening, Sunday, the boys with a bit of fun, familiarity or knew where they were going. Like just no, I just I just couldn't take any more of them risks. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what that's what the, the way Irish Wallet has got now. It's you know, you can't give away a minute, you can't give away yeah. ten seconds, you you can't give away nothing now at all. No, without a doubt. I think that's the way Irish Wallet went went this last two years, you know. Maybe come back Ten years ago, if you're into Sunday a minute down, you wouldn't really worry about it. You could take it back, but not not now. They've been so competitive, you know. Um, I think the top ten or fifteen cars now in the, in the Irish Championships, very very competitive. And I think, I think just Saturday night, we just we, just, we took a couple of risks on Saturday night to get back up on the pace, and then just on Sunday, just didn't feel right. Um, there were some car troubles, and from the singing pub, the car stopped three times on us, but. 
I was just the way I was driving. It was over boosting the car, and then the pop off valve was reacting. The, the car going into limp mode. So we were very lucky, probably, to get through that stage, and then um, just coasted through the last stage, and the car on the on the three cylinders end for the road section over the ramp. But I've been chatting to Neil. He runs the car there, and they got a compression test. So the engine's fine. It's just a, uh, it's just a fault that the car had, and uh, instead of doing any damage, put herself on on the three cylinders. So yeah, should be okay, hopefully. Good, 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 good. And like I was speaking to you there on Saturday evening in Park Firma, and you were saying that you know that you were pushing the, them last two stages Saturday evening. You, you know the there were two of the biggest crashes you never had, almost kind of thing. Without a doubt, and I think I woke up maybe on Saturday a couple of times thinking about them, and I says, look, you know, well, it was it's really worth it pushing pushing to that edge. And I I never really pushed that far before. I didn't push on Friday. I was very confident on Friday, but I felt it on Saturday. It just wasn't that we were pushing out to our limit, but we were all in wet tyres in drying conditions. And I know Max uh, was sampling crossing wets with slick tyres and stuff. And I didn't do that. I just stayed in the wet tyres. And at corners, a lot different when you're coming out at high speed and, and a wet tyre on a dry road compared to putting a slick tyre. And I just, I just we got two of, this, two of the biggest scares I've ever had it, you know, in close succession. So no, Sunday was just a matter of getting through the finish. But no. We go back, obviously as Matt, we flew on Friday where Matt sat back and then, yeah, hats off to them. It really went hard on Saturday evening and Sunday when the, when the pace had a very, very hot day. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And like Matt, what, what was your impression of the of the new stages? I know you hadn't the best of luck on them, but what was your impression of the stages? I, I quite like the nature of them, yeah. Um, there, was, there was a lot in them, a lot of driving in them, particularly the first one was a, it was a very difficult stage to, to go back into sort of competition again with, but it's all the sort of stuff I generally like in a in a stage, you know, all, all in one go. Really, the fast stuff, slow stuff, bumps, you know, hairpins and and you know, narrow, wider. It just had everything, and I felt had I had a good run through there, I'd have learned. Even if I'd given away ten seconds, I'd have learned as much as I needed to about the car again in that stage to then, you know, attack on the next the next two or three, and then the second loop, but. You know, as it was, it was it was a bit of a different story, and we we got you know three quarters of the way through, and it was just right. Let's get to the end without dropping too much, get it checked out, and you know, as David said, once we got through service and we put the dip, the rear diff in, it was at least confidence that everything was fixed on properly, and you know, because the, the sensation was that something could go at any time, and that's that's quite an unnerving sort of situation. You don't know if you're going to press the brake pedal and it's going to swap ends or. It's you know the the actual mechanical fault was fairly minor really, but the actual mental side of it, not knowing what could happen next, just was probably cost us more time than the actual physical mechanical problem, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And the, you know, then you know, Gary mentioned there, you know, you you pulled a master stroke, then got into the Saturday afternoon with the tires. Like, was that your experience of working with Pirelli? You know, give you the confidence to do that, or was it just a roll of a dice? Um, I wouldn't say I necessarily had the confidence to do it as such, but it was a, I think it was a, a, a multitude of factors that sort of gave us that idea. And you know, we did run the first two stages of the loop in in the in on the wet, and then put the cross on for for Nokala. and that was probably one of the, I think it's one of the first stages I've ever done on a cross. I, I've never really done it before, but we knew we had to have a slightly harder <clears throat> package and tires for that stage, and. You know, carrying that option in the boot was was seemed like a logical step, and you know it, it was it was worth a go because we, we wanted to pull back time. So 
doing the same as everybody else was never going to give us that that advantage. So once we did that and we got a bit of confidence with it, you know, the first part of that stage is very good for for learning that because it's quite wide. You can play with the car a little bit and feel where it's going to give away first and, you know, which corner you wanted the, the soft one on, which one you wanted the, the slick on. And it was it was a good, you know, learning a lot in one stage really about the car. And we, we used that to our advantage for the next, you know, day and a half to, to maximise what we could with the changing conditions. Yeah, and like you know, uh, you know, talking to other drivers, like that's just something you know they do in the WRC, or uh, you know, like you hear low book crossing tires, but it's not something that's really ever happened probably in Ireland an awful lot. You know, we've seen what you've done with the, the Polo and the Oscar a few years ago, the Sitter, and then last year in Donegal. This is going to be something that other people are going to be looking at now going forward as well. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a weird situation because I think had we been closer to the front. We'd have probably just stayed the same and not not bothered making the change. But I just felt at that point I felt comfortable. The car was fine. I was, you know, the confidence was back, and I just thought, well, I feel comfortable enough with the car that even if it's not a, a forward step, it's not going to make us totally uncompetitive in one stage. So we just just had a go at it, and we did some other things with clicks at the same time as the the crossing the tires, and you know we were happy to just go with the with the next step of tire on the the. Um, the Carnhill Gary Gort last couple of stages and you know that's where we, we've made the big we made the big claims back in time and you know it gave us a lot of confidence you know to have made a fairly bold decision and it paid off and you know it's just it's just nice to to feel comfortable with the car to do that really yeah and Dave from your point of view you know you talk about confidence in the car could you feel it there you know on that run over and over you were quicker than everybody else that you know this was it this is this is what you come back to do I wasn't best pleased how he made his decision where the slick was going, Kevin, be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> but this way, it wasn't going on my side, anyway. <laughs> but um, no, I definitely um, here you can you know when he is confident because you know where the breaking points are, you know the corner speed, and you know, even at the test before they said you come from the car, you know, once the driver's happy, you're happy, you know, once once he's the confidence to go and push harder, that's that's all a quote ever needs, you know, you know, he's happy, you're happy, and that was the same, be it you know, on Saturday afternoon or even Sunday morning. You know, before we started the event, Matt was totally against using the five, but everyone around us going to hard tyres, so we, we followed suit. I think it was not far before the village. I asked him, "We all right?" Because you know, obviously it was it was all new, and he replaced him, yeah, and he was he was happy. So you knew then that the push was on. But you you know, wasn't everything when when I come from the car, you know the drivers, you know the frame he's in, you're where. He's carrying the speed or he's not carrying the speed. And when he's carrying the speed, you know he's comfortable. So um no, it was good, definitely. And it was a it was a massive relief to see the stage time. Um the first intro knock even though it was only a, a second or point something of a second from Callum, it, it was a faster stage time, and that was the boost in confidence he needed to know that the issue we've been carrying wasn't an issue in his head, that it was actually an issue in the car. And then once we that stage time, you know, it rolled on different there to Karen Hill again and Gary Gort again with a small problem and Kerry Keel and Matt with the turn right. For the third time, they had to knock out, but we weren't going to knock out the third time. <laughs> as much as you wanted to, you weren't allowed. <laughs> no, I weren't allowed to know. And the, Matt, can, can I jump in there yeah. for a second, Matt? Like the first run of knock out was delayed. The well, it was nearly fifty minutes, I think, or whatever. So you're sitting there, cold tires, cold brakes. How do you keep? you know, that from unsettling you, you know, and especially as the weather had changed <clears> as well just before that run too. The, you know, the roads were damp. Yeah. I think the benefit of the first one there, we were all still on the full wet. So it, it wasn't so much, 
you know that that wet tire just comes straight in and the, the temperature was there so the, we never really felt a, a problem with the tire on that lock, lock color stage it's a bigger problem when you're on a hard tire and, and sort of at the lower limit of that if you like um but I, I don't think there's a worse place to be stood for an hour as well because you're looking at probably the one of the most daunting stages in Ireland especially the first you know the first fast left and yeah it's it's quite intimidating so I just generally face the other way and <laughs> chat with the lads but um <laughs> Yeah, it's it's an iconic stage, you know. For me, it's the it's the one stage that when somebody says Donegal, it's the it's the stage I think of, and um, you know, it, it doesn't take long. Like I say, it's a good, it's a it's a nice bit of road to warm a tire up on because you've got some good long fast corners and two tight ones that with a bit of space, so you can so, sort of induce a bit of heat there before the the scariest right under in the world coming up afterwards. <laughs> like, it, not all it has that natural amphitheatre, you know, where you have the crowds lining it at the start, and then as you climb the hill, you know, the crowds are on the hill. Do you get that energy coming off the crowd going up the hill? I'm probably going to be controversial and not give you the answer you want. I don't. <laughs> I don't. It's it's amazing what you don't see as a driver or co-driver in a rally car. You know, all all I look at is... Where I'm turning in, where I'm braking, and that's it. You, you don't actually see a single thing, even in the, the relatively slow climb up the hill after the first hairpin. I'm just looking straight to where I'm pressing the brake pedal next. So you know there's people there, but you don't you don't actually see anything. It's mm-hmm. it's a bizarre sort of it's this tunnel vision thing that we've gone on about before. You don't you don't see anything outside of that. It's it's quite strange, really. Yeah, they them. He's breaking. I'm going sideways. <laughs> and the clutch a kick. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Lopo was just to talk about. You know, there was a, a green blur and a grey blur, and he tried to keep on the grey blur. And the, I suppose that's where you're at. You you've just got the vision of what you know where you're at in the road and where you need to be. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I I just. I guess it's just what what you're used to what you're used to doing, and I, I, I my my main point of focus is where I'm going to break. I'm not even thinking about the corner because mm-hmm. to me, if I break in the right place, the corner's sort of taken care of. So, you know, that's from one point to the next. That's all I'm looking at really is where I'm going to need to break, and you know, that's where the surface and the tires and things are quite important. And you know, once you've got some heat in the brakes and that transfers through, it's it's relatively simple, but it's when when you're going through like Fanad on the Sunday and you're on a five and you come around a corner and it's completely wet and it's like oh, it's not just one step of tire. You're like you're four steps of tire off what you should be on at that point, and you've just got to again then read the road to see you know the smooth bits, the shiny bits, and then you know the grippy bits and go as hard as you dare on the grippy bits to keep a bit of heat in for the for the shiny bits. And you know credit to Dave on Atlantic Drive as well because we had a, a downpour in there again on a on the wrong tire and in his experience of that that road you know those road networks was like right this is good road this is a shiny road then you're back onto a grippier road and you know literally adapting the speed that you're carrying in an instant for the type of road you're on and then to be able to go back onto the, the like the upper pace if you like for a good road and it's quite hard and it but it's a it's a part of that rally and you know tarmac rallying that I really enjoy is the sort of discipline side of managing the conditions when it's when it's changeable and you know you're not on the right tire and then you've got choices to make and although it's hell at the time it's <laughs> it's rewarding to get it right yeah and they, they have you know like that saturday afternoon you know from now the time started to come like all of a sudden you know you had sam moffat you had marion evans and these guys looking over your shoulder 
does that you know does that does there's a bit energy in the car then you know is it like you know how far up the leaderboard can we climb here now you you yeah, from the first stage you drop 25 you're you're never winning the rally you know unless you somebody else's misfortune like you know not taking josh's win away from <clears> last <throat> year you know he, he but so you know, just watching back at some of killian's interviews in the weekend and he says that josh started sunday last year points something second further off the lead than we were this year you're 48 to 48 off the lead and won the rally and um, like gary said you, you don't pull that back in Irish running anymore it's, it's just not there those differences in speed aren't there um so you're hoping you're not hoping but you're relying on some this is misfortune to get the results but in in reality you know the target once we started getting the loop that three stages knockala karen hill gary gork well then you know sam was the target um, but even starting behind them Sunday morning and it's only five or six seconds, it's still not a straightforward move because you're heading to a stage where Sam had the knowledge and Matt didn't, you know, through Glen, Atlantic Drive, the the second half of Fana, there were stages he never drove before um, competitively. Um, so, and these boys have years of experience behind them on, on those roads. Um, so, but, but yeah, the, the podium was definitely the target. Um, that, that was the aim. Marion then, um, you're just after joining us there. Um, like the rally developed, as uh, we chatted to the other guys here, the, the new stages on the Friday was sort of like a real good challenge, you know, enjoyable stages. And then the, you know, the, the weather changed then, you know, Saturday morning and that provided a, a whole other new challenge as well. Yeah, the Friday stages were tricky. Um, probably like for me and probably Matt as well, the, maybe so we weren't just sharp enough to really get at it on Friday. And I think for me, just left me behind a bit, you know. Um, then Saturday when the weather came, yeah, maybe maybe just I wasn't wasn't quite brave enough with the tire calls and stuff. But um, yeah, you know, very very tricky Donegal. Like usually, at least you get one sort of full dry day, no problems, you know. But uh, I suppose Friday was one of those. But with the stages being the way they were, it just added sort of something else to it. But yeah, over over the classic stages, it was all very different. But and I suppose it's a good thing because there's there's so much racing on those stages now. Like a lot of boys know them so well. I mean. They don't change that much, so to add a mix of weather in, it was probably probably a good thing in some ways as well. Mm -hmm. And like Matt was describing, you know, how he was able to cross the tires and all, and it was the first time he'd really tried that, like on a tarmac stage. Like this could be something that could be looked up with, you know, with the likes of yourself, you know, Callum, Josh, and that. Like it, it, it tends doesn't to... work on a Mitchell and Mary. I wouldn't bother. <laughs> no, it wouldn't work. No, they haven't. Got, they haven't got the choice, Kevin. <laughs> But you know we've seen it before. Matt sort of you know tries things, and all of a sudden everybody else wants to give it a go then as well. Would it be something that you might look into in the future as crossing tires in and those changeable conditions? I've done it before. Um, struggled a bit on it, but it was the first time I ever did it as well, and I haven't really needed to do it since. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously Matt showed. I think being brave or, or making a call like that can definitely have a big benefit because if you look at I think midday on Saturday, Matt was just behind me. And then, like, made a made a brave call, and by the end of that day, he's five seconds behind Sam. You know, and I, it may be bad to say this, but realistically, kind of, if you could get ahead of Sam, there was a chance for the way Sarah, Callum, and Josh were racing that he would finish second at least. You know, so you know, yeah, um, he put himself in a he put himself in that position. To be fair, just by by um, just putting himself out there and and taking a chance, probably. But I guess the other thing is, is Matt hasn't got a championship to worry about. Whereas I think if if any of the others, ones of us got it badly wrong, then maybe it, would, it has a bigger bearing on our year, you know, especially mine after losing around in Kalani as well. Mm -hmm. And Gary, like, you know, 
that you know you, you, these other guys would be how you know be, being brave and all that there like you know you know how we say you're not in your first flush of youth is it difficult to you know throw your balls up in the dashboard and you know go full tilt or do you still you know do you still have that no fear attitude to you really we did it on friday we <laughs> went to Friday and watched. Uh, oh, uh, no, it's not. It's not that big. Um, uh, Matt came out for running the car on like Wednesday night, and Alistair Fisher, you know, and um, we had an M Sport engineer there, and he, and he made big changes to the car. And I think that's why I felt so confident on Friday. Um, you know, that short test, I noticed that's a two mile road. It wasn't a big test, but I just got so much confidence in the car. As Marion says, I was ready for it Friday morning for a full attack, but. It's like all these fellas now, when they get up to speed, come a Saturday, come into Sunday. And Marion used a funny word there. He said race. You know, to me, Friday was a rally. Saturday and Sunday now, I'm going to go come a race. Because everybody knows every corner. You know, the cars have been lowered down. They've been hardened. There's no real bumps or jumps. Where Friday was the rally. And then Saturday, even Sunday now, is a race. And that's just the way the rally has developed. You know, over this last couple of years, the surface have changed. They've resurfaced the stages. They're grippier tar. Stuff like that. So yeah, it is. It is late. I think it doesn't matter. Um, I chatted to Derek McGarry there yesterday, but like he's thirty five years older than me. Like he was saying the same thing. But no, the last one young one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think you'll know about that. <laughs> I want what you did me. I could so. <laughs> and like, uh, Matt, you know, like as uh, you know, as Marion said. Like the, the way that Callum and Josh were going, it was going to be difficult for the two of them to get to the end because it, there was no, you know, quarter given. And like, so unfortunate for Josh, the conditions just on un, unfounded just where, like, a torrential downpour really was the only way you could describe that, really. Yeah, it was, it was a big, it was a shock because it was, it was dry at the start and then we came past the, on the through the new section and then out into the, the similar piece of stage to previous years and it was, really wet and fortunately we caught it just in a place where I could judge it we came up the first corner I had that was wet was a, a tight right you know and it's like oh this better stop because it went from bone dry to very wet in in no time and I probably had probably the worst of the wet I probably had a bit longer of, of the, the stage than the, the other guys with with the wet but that gave me a bit more time to adapt and I think Josh probably came across a poorer surface part of the stage, you know, first with it with his wet and um yeah, he, he paid the price on a, a bit of an innocuous corner really. He's obviously just lost the back a little bit and you know it was an unfortunate incident and um you know I don't think he'll have done a lot wrong to to have come to grief where he did really. But um you know we were we were into that stage and I don't we weren't we knew really we weren't gonna we weren't gonna challenge for the win unless something happened. But it's it's almost an easier, like Marion said, I had nothing to lose. There was nothing really to consider. It was just go as hard as we can, as safe as we can for as long as we can. And you know, it was a very simple mindset really to to just 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 drive like that rather than think about any championship and things. So um it was just really enjoyable. And you know, those stages, you know, Gary says they're, they're like a racetrack, but um it's such a it's such a pleasure to drive when the car's feeling good and you know you can be nice and smooth and pick your lines like a racetrack and it, you know it's a rewarding rewarding experience to string stage like that together. Yeah, you know, like we spoke before about you know the, the, the how 
you know, an R5 or a Rally 2 car, when you have roads like that and conditions like that, like, there's nothing better to drive. No, no, there isn't. It's um, it's some experience. Like I said, I've, I've said before that the capability of those cars, corner speed-wise and brakes, and, you know, I know I probably don't use the brakes as late as, as other guys, but, you know, the corner speed added with the jumps and the, the amount of time you're actually off the deck is uh, you have to detach a bit of your understanding of physics to, to go that fast. <laughs> and like, what, what really brought it home to me, we were in Glen Village for the second pass and like there was a sure come on and the, the sure only maybe lasted maybe 15, 20 seconds. But you guys were coming down the stage and maybe, you know, four or five minutes later and you were coming down into the village to turn up past the pub and the back end was stepping out. Like it was, and you thought, you know, to me, it was like, that was a wee quick, you know, it's a nothing. That sure, you know, it passed as quick as it come. But it just showed you how difficult the road conditions are, how quick they can change. Yeah, we, we were geared up probably softer than the other guys with a medium and a, an intermediate crossed. And we were kind of hoping for rain, really. You know, that, that did play into our hands right on the start line. And, but the, the difference just, a, a, even a damp, surface makes to that sort of tyre choice and then you've got f full rain bouncing off the bonnet and you come into a section like that that's already been used with the rubber all over the floor and to be fair Dave made a really good call coming into that that it would be more slippy than expected and no sooner as he said that I just breathed on the brake pedal and it all started chattering and going quiet and you think right I've got to get this turned in now and, you know fortunately we just I just slowed up enough early enough to, to get around but yeah it's the difference it makes to those cars because the limit is so high it doesn't take much to lower that limit quite considerably yeah and like gary yourself too like you know that coming out of glen village you know down down the street turning up for the pub like you stepped away at the back end it's just like i couldn't believe just how little uh, the little rain was how much of a difference it made to the road condition yeah but kevin people don't realize we probably had the worst rain at the start of that stage that you'll ever come across in rallying. We couldn't see the bonnet. And this this carried on for maybe three or four kilometres. And the only reason I could see the rain lifting is because I could see a helicopter. I could see people at the helicopter standing out. So I knew where the helicopter is, there's no rain. And that's because you couldn't see the road. That There was a steam coming up. And then we had no rain. And it dried. And then we're going to Glen Village. And it's just like a skating ring. And as as uh, Matt says, it's only for experience that we know that the Glen Village is so wet. And I, like I actually braked far too early, and she said the car just stepped out. It just, it just snaked down the road. And yes, yeah, as as uh, Matt says, it's one of them things you just have to turn in the best and try and get up that hill because not only can you overshoot in the village, but also you could you take a wheel off to get in the, the pub sure. there very very handy. So it's, it's definitely a touchy a touchy spot. For sure, for sure. And Marion, like those conditions on Sunday, like probably some of the trickiest you've drove in there in a long time. Yeah, it was. The bad thing for me was I had two, like, very soft tyres in the boot. And we said, no, it's... it's Because we had a shower when we were doing the tyre pressures about probably two, three kilometres back from the stage. And it, it, it was nothing really, you know. And uh, we got to the stage and sat there for about 10 minutes. And then it started to just spit when we were putting our helmets on to get into the car. And we just said, oh, it's the same shower we've just had five minutes ago. It'll be fine. And then, like, the the heavens properly opened, you know. So, yeah, like, you, you the, the worst thing was you probably you couldn't see anything for the first few Ks. And then... When you could see, you just knew you had absolutely no grip underneath you because you're on like a medium or a hard tire, and then you know they're not even designed to work in the damp, let alone when there's standing water in every corner. So, <laughs> yeah, it's probably probably like one of the worst scenarios you could ever think of, really. But uh, I think 
you just have to adapt and it, it probably teaches you quite a bit as well for sure for sure yeah and like dave you know uh, matt there's paying tribute to your experience like you know you've done donegal a few years you know uh, like you know where it's going to be shiny tower and one thing or another like it's nice to be able to bring something <coughs> like that to the party no i remember gary spawning glen village <laughs> Many times. And then the other piece where he's talking about Nanty Drive is that the hairpin left where Nesbitt over shot in the Mitsubishi. Yes. Or the opposite year where Kevin Lynch ended up in the woman's front garden. Mm-hmm. So they're just notorious places. And it's more from watching it than from watching the videos and knowing it's real slippy. But um oh, here it's um here it's just an extra pair of eyes, I suppose it's more than anything else. You know, you you're judging the surface or seeing the surface, so I just, I just, I just in my own head knew we slipping in the village. So it's, it's never overly gripping the village. Yeah. Um, and should even go and watching back videos that are, you know, donkeys years old. It's always in slippy and going mm-hmm. down into the village up the hill. Um, so that was just that kind of a call. But it was, it was more, maybe it was a, a more, um, a nervous call more than a, <laughs> a wise call, you know. I didn't fancy him um, spending the rest of the day in, the, in, that, in that pub, anyway. <laughs> 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 sure, no, you sure you stopped at the second pub? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I stopped the second pub and I says, Rory, where are you going? He said, I'm getting out to put the okay board up. I says, you might start again. And then I says, but the second pub is over there, Rory. Start, you get out. <laughs> I don't know, probably Rory started the car. You told Rory. You told Rory it was his ride. Did he get the carriage started? Did he? That's why I go back in again. I'll never forget Rory saying that the tyres you had on going into Gary Gort were totally inappropriate for the conditions. Just <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. And like, I suppose like we should ask like Matt, you know, pulling up to the start of Atlantic Drive, do you have to blank last year out of your head completely, or is there still that we thought? And they blanked it for us, Kevin. <laughs> they put all the start vehicles and the rescue vehicles all across that cover for you. Somebody painted the curb red though on the right hander before. I don't know who's done that and why, because it obviously wasn't competitive. Um, I, d- I don't know. It didn't really. It didn't really bother me to be honest. Um, it, it didn't make any difference to how we approached the stage or anything. And mm-hmm. I think I had in the back of my mind, you know, even after the accident last year, that. I hadn't arrived at a corner 30 mile an hour too quick and made a major misjudgment. It was the perfect storm, really, clipping the curb and then the, the next corner being immediately there and all the rest of it. It wasn't, yes, I'd made a, a minor mistake cutting the corner or getting too close to the curb, but it wasn't like I'd lost control over bumps at, and misjudged something catastrophically that had caused the accident. So it was, you know, even on the recce, we wouldn't have been able to, cut the right-hander because you'd have been in oncoming traffic and there's <laughs> there's lots of reasons that it, it may you know could have not happened on another day so you know I have, fortunately I haven't got a, a reputation or a habit of of making mistakes so I, you know I just treated it like another stage trusted the notes that you know we hadn't really changed since the year before and it was it was some stage you know it, the, the the in-car of certainly the second pass is something else with the, the notes coming out and relentless corners but you know, once you've once you've pulled a couple of gears off the start line, you've got no choice but to concentrate on what's coming up next. So it's from that point of view, I've all, I've always been able to sort of compartmentalise things that are going on and just just drive to what was needed. And you know that that, that stage is no different, thankfully. Although you know it, it could have been, it could have been a problem, but yeah. you don't know till you get there. Yeah. And like, Dave, like, you know, Atlantic Drive is probably one of those stages in Donegal 
where the co-driver is probably uh, uh, busiest like, because it is relentless, you know. Um, to, you know, because of that, like, again, were you just in the zone, I'm here to call notes, forget about everything else? I haven't run it since um, 2008, I'd say, or 2007, maybe. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that far over the years. Um, but no, here it is. Like Matt said, it's, it is um, it is relentless corners. I think I found the started lane more difficult than Atlantic Drive because you're very you're in the top end of fifth gear and the speed is so high <laughs> in the started lane. Um, but Atlantic Drive is very hard to get a feeling. You're, you're, you're not seeing as much. You don't feel as much to the arse as seat to know where you are at. So... Um, so here it's definitely a difficult stage, and I I won't deny I struggled with the first time, one or two places the first time, and I struggled. But the second time through, I was quite happy with the way it came through. But it's just because there's so much happening all the time, you, you don't feel it through the seat. You're just um, it's just totally unfeeling. Your your calling is is based on the feeling. Mm-hmm. And Gary, then from your point of view, you know you talked about you know M Sport coming over with engineer, and that you know every time you go out in this car, it seems to take a step forward. Do you believe it now is in the place that you know that it's exceeding your expectations at this stage. Yes, I think we're out. Um, I think it's been a while. Matt sat in the car on Wednesday and was very impressed. And with Alistair Fisher out, trying to get him back in the bug again, and he was very impressed. So yeah, when the cars not only impressed me but impressing these guys, you know, everything everything seemed to be going the right direction. So um, I would think, um, you know, thanks to Sport, they are definitely giving us a helping hand, and I, and I think the car is definitely capable now of uh, challenging the, at the top again. So. Yeah, just as you say, maybe the years are there, but I think it's only a matter of time before one of these young fellas hop into one now and uh, do what it's doing in the World Championship and, uh, and on the ERC. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And like, Marianne, you know, the way the rally finished up, you finished, you know, you got second place in the Championship. Like, you know, fourth overall, second in the Championship. Probably, you know, on Friday morning, if somebody had offered that to you, you'd have took it. Yeah, probably, you know. Um... I just said, like, on the way home, I think it was just one of those that it was nothing special kind of thing. It was probably not one I'll remember fun, like, specially in, in years to come, but that's not because it was a bad weekend. It was just because it was one of those ended up being, like, a, a middle-of-the-road job that turned out not too bad for us, you know? <laughs> um, and I, it's it's strange, like, once you once you aren't in the race, you know, it's you don't kind of click into that extra gear, you know? And I think that's just what it was because I just felt... Probably all weekend my driving wasn't even where it was, you know, the first loop in Kalani where I thought we were we were pretty quick considering we were on the medium tire, you know, in the wet. But uh yeah, just don't go all the weekend. I just felt kind of middle of the road and I thought, you know, we had three days without really having a moment, which says a lot because I think when you're on the edge you do have the odd twitch here or there. But no, look, it's it's okay. I mean Callum has three wins in the championship now, which is which is, you know, puts him in a really good position. But uh with also being points and a half, it gives us some sort of hope anyway. So uh, we'll just have to try and try and up the speed a bit for the next two and uh, see what we can do. For sure, for sure. And Connor, do you want to jump in there? Yeah, and probably going back to, to what Gary had said earlier about the Friday <laughs> compared to the Saturday and the Sunday. A few different people we had spoken to about Friday said, oh, this will you know sort out the men from the boys and who knows, Donegal at the back of their hand and who doesn't. Gary, do you feel it was a bit of a leveller or, you know, when you look at the top four, it was Josh, Callum, um, Sam and yourself at the end of the day. It didn't seem to be much different than, you know, a typical international. Yeah, but it just felt so different to be going to stages that we hadn't rallied on for 20 years, which is a fact. And um, I think new terrain, narrow, as Matt says, narrow, bumpy, jumps. You know, the stages had everything. 
And I think if you go back to the Saturday and Sunday, with no big jumps, with no narrow bumps. And as David says, you could feel every car on through your bum on Friday. We, like, we were just absolutely on the limit, bumped out everywhere, but everybody was. And I think we just had a real buzz about Friday stages. And then I don't say it wrong, but Saturday evening and Sunday, tell me, just, just kind of got boring. We're back into what we do every year. Where, But look, it's just because I've been in it for so long. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the stages, but I think it's fantastic of the Motor Club to bring it down there. And I think the crowd you turned out on Friday, I just happened to speak to a young fella in the town there before I come up, and he says they went to Donegal Town on Friday and took them four hours to get back to Cash. You know, just showed the crowd to come out on Friday evening for new stages was unreal. Like, and that's great for great for Irish Rally and to see all them strangers or different people that's not going to Larry Kenny to come out to Donegal Town and watch the stages on Friday. Yeah, yeah, like I'm probably a bit biased, you know, the stages here beside me on the Friday, but like to see the local people going out, you know, and enjoying the rally, people that wouldn't, wouldn't drive to Letterkenny or whatever, you know, going out and getting the buzz and, you know, getting that atmosphere, you know, what trying to, you know, getting what we love so much about rallying, like, you know, the local primary school, me wee fellas down the road there, they're all outstanding in the car park cheering every time a car goes past. Like, to me, that's, that's what rallying should be about, it's getting people involved that doesn't always, you know, we know how good it is. It's nice to see other people getting that kick out of it as well, Gary. Yes, Cam. Like I went for a walk on the beach, I think, on Tuesday and Wednesday down in Lahey and Mullisore Beach. And to be fair, I had to get off it. The amount of people stopped me, they wished me good luck on the rally. And I haven't you know, I'm not gonna go back for a while yet. You know, it was just it was just a buzz about it. Um they haven't had a rally there since Rally Ireland in 09. And I think they were just so excited to get the rally back to that end of Donegal. And I think it's a fantastic spectacle. I think there can probably be more done, as you say, with the primary schools and Donegal Town. We've one of the nicest towns in, in the country, sitting on a doorstep in Donegal Town for, like, I don't know, a ceremonial start or a, a, a an hour's break like we had in, in Raleigh, Ireland, where we got on the water bus and we, we chilled out and we met all the people. The Donegal stage, like, that Donegal stage at Raleigh, Ireland, is history is one of the best stages ever seen, you know. So, yeah, it was great to brought it there, but... I definitely hope that they do that again and, and, and bring more of the county into the rally. For sure, for sure. And like Marion, you know, like you've seen the crowds, like, you know, we, we mentioned earlier there, Matt says he's, whenever he's in the car, he doesn't see the crowds at the side of the road. Is it something that you're aware of when you're going down the stage? Uh, the odd place, obviously, you see like hundreds of them or a thousand on the side of the road, but <laughs> in, in general, no, you don't, you don't see, you don't kind of take notice of it, you know, um, mm -hmm. but you could tell on Friday it actually surprised me. I thought, you know, they're moving the rally an hour away from, from the hub kind of thing in Letterkenny and, and you just thought, oh, maybe it'll be a bit quieter. But no, like Gary said, it was it was absolutely packed on there the whole day, you know. When we left service to drive back to Letterkenny after the, the last stage, it was it was like the traffic on the other way still was, was huge, you know. So, um, yeah, it just shows I think the, the rally's kind of that big now that the crowd will follow it about. And it was nice to see, to be honest, because it, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a fair way out, you know. Yeah. In international rallying these days, an hours road section, I suppose, is nothing when you get out on the continent and stuff. But, um, you know, in Ireland, it's pretty rare to, to drag cars that far. But to see the people still sort of travel out and, and, and you know, watch was, was brilliant. And Connor, you want to jump in again there? Yeah. And again, back to Gary. Uh, is, is there more to come from the Fiesta? Like, certainly, you know, every time we see you out now, it, it, you know, and you mentioned yourself, it's improving all the time, but it, do you think there's more you can get out of it? Yes, definitely. I think, like, really, when we done a goal the previous years, really, that's my year over because I'm really interested after a goal. What's completely different this year? Um, I'm in the office today and I'm seeing what rallies are coming up and motor clubs are ringing to see will you come and do rallies. And I'm saying, yeah, why not? You know, this car has so much to give. 
I think also from a spectator point of view, people, people want to see this car now. It's I'm not biased in any way because I do, but the car complete the Fiesta and Minnesota sounds completely different. It's like I was described as like uh, the Hertz car way back in the nineties, you know, it backfires, got the proper noise, and people's excited to see it, and I'm excited to drive it. So yeah, it has more to come, and I think I showed at the weekend that M Sport are definitely showing an interest now, and they can give it that extra wee bit, like. If you see Cahan McCourt and them fellas, you know, putting their citrons aside there and on at Gavin and bringing out the Fiesta, you know, they definitely, I don't think there's anything wrong with the car now. I just think everything's getting sorted out. And Marion, what do you call it? Two rounds left to the championship. How, how do you play it from here? Uh, flat out, probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> like to be honest. <laughs> I think, honestly, we have to be just a bit better prepared for the last one. You know, myself, I put a lot of work in, as always, for, for Donegal, but just from a just a driving seat time perspective, I, I just I think we were short, to be honest. Um, you know, it's still always hard to race in Donegal because I think the boys, being local, it's like it, it's always going to mean more to them than it does to me, you know, because I don't live there. But still, uh, it's... Um, yeah, going to Cork it's, and, and Ulster, I guess, the two rallies that maybe Cork's the one I've done the most in the championship. So, you know, there's no knowledge deficit or anything as such. And then Ulster, we had a pretty good run there last year. So the, the, the two rallies, it should be okay for us. It's just we've got to make sure that, uh, well, more me than to be honest, and I've got to make sure that I'm I'm up to the job. And you mentioned seat time. And we're seeing Josh and Callum out in the national championship in Ireland as well as the Irish Tarmac. I mean, it doesn't appear you're getting to get out you know in in the polo other than the actual tarmac championship round so will you be able to get fit in a rally somewhere to get a bit more seat time before cork or between cork and ulster uh, that would be ideal just <laughs> 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 to be honest like i'm in ypres now so like i came back from donegal for a day and straight after ypres and yes uh yeah so uh, basically i think in the, the two weeks from donegal over ypres i've been in my own bed one night out of 14 so you know, you kind of appreciate being at home for a bit, but still, you know, I th- it'd be nice to do something before before Cork just to just to get myself wound up properly for it because you know it's the same gap from Donegal to Cork Twenty as what it was from Killarney to Cork Twenty to Killarney to Donegal. So um, it would be nice. We'll just have to see. Um, you know, if, if time allows and work allows, we had a pretty disastrous month in May through to June with you know customers as well. You know, unfortunately they. They had a few accidents and stuff as well, so it just kind of we got snowed under a bit and didn't really give us a chance to to do anything other than what I have been doing. So uh, ideally, yeah, I'd like to do something, but uh, we'll see what if if time allows, kind of thing, you know. And then I suppose we'll start wrapping up with yourself, Matt. Two questions, I suppose. Really, the first one I spoke to you at the finish, just at, you know, as the cars coming off the last stage. And you were saying, you know, if you couldn't win, it was great to see Callum getting the one because, you know, of what happened last year. Like, he's a very deserving winner. Like, he's, like, what he has put into Irish Rally in this year, it's good to see him reaping the rewards of it. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, he's had his struggles as well with setup and, and what have you. So, um, you know, you can't take it away from him. He's, okay, things sort of went his way to the, towards the middle of Sunday, but there was pressure all the way through. And even when the pressure from the second place man went, the weather took its place and you've still got to get it round on you know on what probably wasn't an ideal tire and you know we we took we took I think four or five of him on the second glen with a downpour on a effectively a, a softer package of tires and he you know we, we said 
you know fair play to get that through just four or five down on, on what we'd achieved was was impressive and obviously had a really good time on the last stage and you know I think he's obviously learned from what you know his mistake the, the year before and I said it was great that you know one of us that we finished one two really and that, <clears throat> that one of us won after after our mishaps last year so you know all credit to him it's, it's you've got to drive it and you know however well you know it you've got to drive it you've got to make the decisions and the You've got to, you know, withstand the pressure because there's, you know, especially with with him being a local lad and it's local rally, it would have meant the world to him to win that. And you know, I remember when I first won the Cambrian, that was a, a similar scenario. And driving the last stage to 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 win the rally that you really want to win is is probably harder than than winning your first international at all. You know, even if you won hundred of them, the one you really want to win is the hardest one to get. <laughs> and then final one, then. You know, you, you said last year you had to come back, you had a score to settle. You still didn't win the rally. Is there still a nice to be scratched there for next year? I would say so, yeah. Um, <laughs> but a, a big sense of achievement this year that we've, we've again, come and competed and the, the, the fight back and the times that we had Saturday, Sunday. And, you know, to put a lot of the demons to, to rest is is great. Um, but I, th- I think there's certainly a man in cash that still really wants that, that trophy. <laughs> I'm not going to stand in his way, so we'll, yeah. we're already trying to hatch plans as to how we can, you know, prepare. I, mean, I know Mel's really keen to go again and and you know plan a little bit better, like Mary says, get the get the seat time up beforehand, and um, you know the seat time is important. And you know I've only done I've only done three rallies in an R5 now since 2021, so it's 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 hard to get back out, but we you know we're keen every time we get in the car, it's it gets the buzz back and. You know that the, the reinforcement at the time still being there, even even without the seat time, is promising. That if we can get a bit more budget and get a bit more time in a car, then you know those those times hopefully come a little bit easier than putting your neck on the line and you're a bit more fluent in the car and everything clicks a bit better. What an absolute pleasure! And as I say, you know, very genuine, very honest, and hopefully you never know. We might see Matt Edwards back in Donegal next year. He didn't say no. <laughs> Um, Connor, you know, as well as them, you know, the two who drive guys and girls as well, you know, Kevin Gallagher, Johnny Jordan, Lauren Kelly, Richard Moffat, and Eddie Docker, another fascinating insight, wasn't it? It was. It was great. And and looking forward to, to listening back to it again. Um, what do you call it? Whenever the, the podcast is out. Uh, it was a fantastic chat. And again, you know, very honest conversations had and, and there was kind of, you know, everybody's very, you know, collaborative and chatty and, and there was no no real slagging, I suppose, maybe because we didn't have Frank Kelly on. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Frank's probably going to be a bit disappointed. Lauren didn't give everybody a good slag. But speaking of Lauren, we forgot to mention during the podcast, my fault entirely. Uh, Lauren won the Ellen Morgan co-driver, leading female co-driver. Like, you know, what a great honour and no better recipient for the, the Lauren. Lauren is cut from the same cloth as Ellen. Ellen wanted to be the best co-driver, you know, female, whatever. It wasn't, you know, it was, Ellen always wanted to be the best. And, you know, Lauren is cut from that cloth as well. You know, she's doing such a fantastic job there and with Frank. She could step into any car and, you know, be a real asset. So, you know, fair play to her and all. Uh, but I think we'll hear from the two who will drive. And we'll start off by hearing from Kevin and about his thoughts on the rally one. I know, with a, with a great weekend now, to be fair. Um, everything went, went reasonably straightforward, I suppose. So, uh, look, I can't, uh, I can't say anything really bad about it. Um, we got on a good pace from the word go and kind of kept it going for the whole weekend and with, with no mechanical issues or 
or uh, overshoots or spins or anything. So just a, a good clean weekend and the times kept coming decent for Yeah, because uh, Kevin Eves was on a big push down, you know, on his local stages. But you were keeping, you know, toe-to-toe with him. I think Kevin was probably trying to make a mark on Friday and the hope that he would put you under a bit of pressure. Ah, well, to be fair now, Kevin lost a good shot of time on, I think it was the third stage maybe. He had a had a rock and put the wheel back, like, so... I would say only for that, he probably would have been leading Friday evening, you know, but uh, I suppose just it's just the way everything fell at the one time. Uh, I think him and Richard Moffat and Declan Geller all had trouble in that one stage, you know, and we kind of jumped from fourth to first all of a sudden, so we did, so. And Johnny, like, Class 13, um, like, I don't know what we can say, like, right from the start, you were up there mixing it and like, you were, like, always in the top 10 there, thereabouts overall in the two-wheel drive. Great performance in the the, the we started. Yeah, yeah, happy that now in fairness. Eh? Um, it was nice to get a cut around the local stages in the Gold Town as well. But um, but like yeah, we were happy to get out of the Friday stages. I was kind of the plan and get up to the more what we would probably consider um, a better knowledge of the stages, the traditional stages through the gap, you know. But um, but now to be fair, we were a bit apprehensive with the bumpiness of the Friday stages, but. When you look back at them then, you know, that they are, I think they did add to the event, you know, the rallying's not meant to be easy. Um, and it was definitely a good challenge, you know, and I enjoyed them, to be fair. Yeah, but. yeah like the, those Friday stages, like, you know, all the drivers were saying that they hadn't really realised how severe the bumps were until they hit them at full speed. Like, you had a couple of hurry moments over the jumps as well, too, hadn't you? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, hey, when you're reckoning them at 40 or 50 miles an hour, it's a bit different than you hit them at 100, maybe, you know, but... Um, <laughs> But I wouldn't have been much of a fan of the, the Ballyshannon stage. The other two stages, I thought they flowed a lot better, you know, that they would have been jumpier and higher speed, you know, but I thought they flowed a lot better, you know. But they're really challenging and I enjoyed them, you know, to be fair. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and David, from your point of view, you know, like you're still quite, you know, you're still building up your knowledge of Donegal. The new stages mixed with the old stages, a bit there for everybody. Yeah, we, we really enjoyed Friday, I have to say. Unfortunately, we, we dropped the time on stage two, so. We didn't really appear in any of the results, but apart from the stage we dropped all the time on, we were reasonably competitive. Um, but I really enjoyed it. It was totally different to sort of Donegal. We'd come from Cavan, and if anything, they were a bit easier than Cavan. Um, but they were a totally different challenge to, as Johnny says, Saturday and Sunday that everyone sort of knows. And, you know, they're smooth and fast. Friday was narrow and bumpy. Um, but it was very, very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And how do you find that the move from the two, you know, the the escort to the Starlight? You, yes, you were two point five before, but is there like a huge difference in the car? Very hard to say, and um, it's definitely what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. I find the other car very hard to get used to. You seem to have to drive it quite differently, and it was definitely bigger, and I don't know, felt very different to drive. Um, and I mean straight away when we go back into the other car it felt comfortable so uh, obviously we never would have moved if we didn't have to to go to class 14 uh, and that only happened since we moved so when the chance came up to go move back we did we, we jumped on it and moved straight back so um, certainly enjoying being back in the start of yeah I guess they could probably like putting on an old pair of the, uh, gloves now you just feel comfortable that's where you're done all your rallying up until yeah. two years ago really yeah, well, I'm nearly 15 years driving a Scarlet. It's hard to believe. Uh, yeah, we 1600 and then class 13 and um, obviously into class 14 now. So I suppose it's just what you're used to. Obviously, the car has developed a bit. Um, what I mean, the chassis by and large is the same. So it definitely felt very natural getting back in. 
For sure, for sure. And Eddie, we spoke a couple of weeks before Donegal, after you know your fantastic uh, result down Leash. Your your plan was, you know, to go learn the stages, find your way about, you know, not do anything too silly. But they, you have to be even happier than what you ever dreamt of coming out of Donegal. Yeah, definitely. Um, to be honest, we never expected to be in just kind of top five in Donegal. Um, I suppose the Friday kind of gave a level playing field and we thought our pace was fairly okay there. Um, we hit touch problems and prop shot problems then early on Saturday morning and uh, that kind of dropped us back a bit and we're kind of in no man's land. So um, we kind of stayed where we are, went to the finish and got there in the finish and look, it's a finisher's rally as well at the same time. Um, so no, we thoroughly enjoyed the whole experience of it. Yeah, and Lauren, you know, your dad always talks about he struggles on the Friday. This year, like on the Friday morning, or the, you know, the first look on the Friday, things were looking really good. Like Frank was wakened and ready for action. And then unfortunately with a puncher, wasn't it, in the second look that seemed to just drop you off the, the sort of the, the timesheets? Yeah, absolutely. I had him well warned he needed to be hot off the blocks this Friday. <laughs> no, 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 none of this missed Daisy driving just to get through Friday. Uh, no, we, we were very surprised about the Friday stages. We thought there were going to be very tight and technical stages, which parts of them were, but uh, we thoroughly enjoyed them. There was a lot of good bumpy bits and fast flow and stuff that we really enjoy. Uh, we were going really well. I think we were maybe sixth or seventh in the two-wheel drive uh, after the first lock of stages. And then, unfortunately, just a few corners into stage five, we uh, clipped a rock that wasn't there the first time and uh, took a tire off the rim. We had to stop and change it, so we lost about two to three minutes, and that was our... Our Good Friday work undone and played catch up the rest of the weekend. Yeah, but you know, even with that, like the times you were setting over the weekend has to give you great confidence going forward, then. Uh, absolutely. As I say, we usually were always playing catch up after Friday. Well, we were this, this time as well, but for a completely different reason. But uh, no, very reassuring that the times were there, thereabouts. Obviously, the likes of Nakala, Fanad, Atlantic Drive, you know, Dad's familiar with because he's been doing them year after year. He'd need to be familiar with them by now. <laughs> No, uh, that it's the best weekends rallying I've had in a long, long time. Just I think maybe the fact that we had the puncture and then we didn't really have anything to fight for after that just added to the enjoyment of it. And I don't know, I had some laugh at trying to choose us trying to choose tires, and well, every, everybody trying to choose what tires to put on on Saturday, especially it was just good crack. Yeah, for sure. And like I like my abiding memory of Nogala, the first run was the two years coming up the hill. And going out of the first hairpin up to the up climbing up the hill, and everybody out hanging out over the barriers, hanging down. And like, do you get that sensation in the car? Like, it was like something you'd seen in Rally Legend, nearly. I uh, see when Nakala, especially when you're at the bottom and you can see the crowd up on the hill while you're waiting to go, and you watch the first lock of cars up. It's it's, it's some buzz. Uh, I just wish maybe there wasn't such a delay at the start of the stage because it was dry whenever we got there and then it bucketed <laughs> just as we come up to the start line. So it, it made things interesting. But no, it's the, the crowd in Nakala is always fantastic and few people were waving at me, so I thought it would be rude to not wave back. <laughs> <laughs> and Johnny, like, you know, we talked on uh, Sunday evening and like you were saying that like, because of the way the nature of the rally, the changeable conditions, it just made it tricky. There was no... There was no respite in it at all. The whole time you were just having to be full, full concentration, and you know, just be aware the whole time that it was so easy to make a mistake. Oh yeah, for sure, and yeah, definitely added to the to it now. Fairness, I um tire choices, Lawrence season it was like it's really tricky. Like uh, Saturday wasn't so bad because it kind of stayed consistent the whole way through the day, but Sunday came in with the thunderstorms. You know, you're kind of starting out on the harder compound tires, and next thing you just don't rain, like and just 
Aquablane, I remember. Yeah, like it was tricky, like, in fairness. But because you're not so bad when you get out the other end, at least you can tell the tale, you know. But it's hardship when any man got caught out, you know, like, but you know, we've lost a couple of lads in the class on the Sunday, like, you know. But look, that's just the way that's the joy of it, isn't it? You know, yeah, like you, you've been on the, the, the bad end of that as well, money. Ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's it, yeah, 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 swings and roundabouts, yeah, for sure. I and David, like, you know, a class 14 car, you know, on the wrong tires, like, it's bit, you know, if you're on a, a hard tire and it's starting to rain. It must be, uh, you know, seat your pants stuff, is it? Yeah, very, very difficult. Um, as Johnny says, Saturday we, like it was damp all day pretty much. So we were on a sort of extra soft soft all day. And in fairness, it worked really well. We were we were very surprised with the grip we had. Uh, but into Sunday it was bone dry and the, all the word coming from out that direction was it was dry. And we went on like a medium hard dry setup. And then when the rain comes in, it's, it's definitely tricky. But you sort of just have to get used to it. And, and luckily, we were sort of in the wee bit of no man's land on Sunday, so we didn't have to go mad chasing anything. Um, so we just sort of drove around it. But I mean, both Glen Village Glen and Atlantic Drive, we had half of the stage bone dry and half of the stage soaking. Do you know, there was no right tyre for it. It was, a lot of, it, was, it was tricky, but thankfully, like I say, we weren't having to take big chances. For sure, for sure. And like Kevin, you know, we were sitting on Atlantic Drive watching the cars go past, and then next thing Killian, or no, it was Andy, was on at the end of a funnel, and he was talking about torrential rain, and we were sitting in the sun, short sleeves. Like, that must make it um, impossible. Like, you know, as, as David said, there was no right tyre for the Sunday stages. Oh, that's that's sort of the way it was. Well, we, we actually went on a soft on the Sunday as well. And like I came off Glen and Atlantic Drive, we got both of them dry in the morning. Um, and like I was in completely the wrong tire, but then when we went into Fanad, it sort of worked her favor again. So, like, uh, is there like there, there was no right tire, no matter what you'd done, you were going to be wrong somewhere. Like, mm-hmm. so, uh, and then I suppose the second loop was sort of worse again. It was you were getting a couple of miles of a stage wet and a couple of miles of it dry, and then it would get wet again. Like, it was just uh, so you're, you're just driving with your eyes, really, like, see yeah. what you had ahead of you. Like, like, I suppose like every corner of the grip level is different then. Like it's not even you know, you can't even say that that stage is, you know, such a way or you know, half of the stage, like every corner is going to be different. I uh, definitely because those stages are all sort of coastal as well. And if the if the breeze is getting at them, they will dry quick and then the, the parts under the trees are gonna stay wet wet regardless. Like so um, no, it is uh, very tricky now. Like, but just uh, there were a lot of there were a lot of as Johnny was saying, there were a lot of people disappeared on the Sunday. Like, uh, you know, and that's that's mainly the reason why. Like, there were a lot of people off the road. Mm-hmm. And Eddie, like, you know, from your point of view, like you're new to Donegal, like it was hard enough learning the stages, but trying to learn, you know, to work through those weather conditions must have been uh, kind of testing as well. Yeah, the second last stage of Atlantic Drive was probably the worst I've ever drove in my life. Um, literally. We're at the start, the same as same as everyone else, I'd say, on medium and hards, and literally just bucketed yeah, with thunderstorms. And you get the first two, okay, fairly dry, and then next thing is just a sheet of ice there, like at some stations. But no, look, I really enjoyed it. Um, then you go back on the fan at then, and you see hear the thunderstorms in the background, and you're aware, will I change on to wets? So we change on to wets, and then we should have stayed on the dry tire. It was just no man like could win on it. So um, look, I think by Sunday, a lot of people in the modified just wanted to get to the finish at that stage. Kevin, I'd say, had a fairly good lead. That David was kind of in no man's land, and we were in no man's land as well. So, um, that was our main objective. Say then, sure, for sure. Connor, do you want to jump in there? 
Yeah, I was just, I, I suppose I was looking at Nakala in the first run and, and maybe more Kevin directing this to you. Um, you know, like I can only imagine the Darien's a bit of a handful in the wet. And you know, you had that delay before Nakala, cold tires, cold brakes, etc. And then it lashed before you got onto it. Like, but you cracking time, you were eleventh quickest. Or like, was that how much I suppose was familiarity with the stage, or was it you know extra paying extra attention to the notes, or you know how how did it come together for you on that one? I suppose we, we probably had a decent run on it the first time. The second time, I think we're maybe a wee bit more cautious. But uh, no, look, I suppose we, we know the stage as as well as anybody's going to know it. And uh, like the car does actually work very well in the wet. Like it's just the traction so good in the rear because all the weight's in the back of the car. Um, so like I, I do like nearly see the rain coming for the Darien because you, you do get a bit of an advantage over the other cars like um but i suppose you can slip off the road easier as well if you if you come on a slippy patch but uh no we had a we had a good a good run on it but we were watching ourselves too like you know we weren't just going completely mental and i look you, I suppose you the just have to do it same as you do any other rally and just uh you know do your notes and spend a bit of extra time on them maybe than you would on the like the saturday and sunday stages that you've done before but uh no they're pretty nice stages like apart from like first one i, I didn't particularly like it it was just the car is too wide for it and uh, you're just catching gravel all the time but you just had to work through it and the other two stages are actually quite nice stages all but been a bit jumpy and sore on the car like. and Eddie over to you just yeah I suppose how did you find Donegal and, and that lack of familiarity and, and coming to I suppose up against uh, other crews there who would be more familiar with the stages yeah look like we knew we were going to be on the back foot so Reiki was kind of our, our most important days of the whole week if you Ask me, um, and look, we found the tough. There's no point saying it, no different. Um, I suppose if I'd probably know Clarny a lot better than, than most uh, most other people as well. So, um, look, each each person has their own area of the country that they go well in. So, look, I think the notes was the main thing for us. We have a set of notes there now that we can push on for next year as well. So, um, it's nice to have one on on the back plate and to finish it then as well. Yeah, and Lauren. How, how does Donegal compare? Like, you know, you, you're competing now internationally and you're out and traveling the world um, yourself and Frank. And so when you come home and you do the likes of Donegal, is is there anything that it's like or is it just completely unique? Uh, everybody knows there's no place like Ireland and no place like Donegal, especially the such good weather we had earlier in the re- week, Reckian. Uh, being up at Nakala and Atlantic Drive, it was just absolutely beautiful the blue water and the bright skies and everything you I almost didn't believe we were in Ireland <laughs> of course we got a reality check then on Saturday and Sunday when it absolutely bucketed but uh, the the special thing I think we have is tarmac rallying in general the likes of England or a lot of places abroad they don't have closed road rallying like we do or a lot of it's gravel you know so I think that's what makes it very very special um Kevin I'm sure you probably met them the the French lads that had come over for the weekend mm-hmm they were just blown away by Donegal and the atmosphere of it. And like even the ceremonial start was fantastic on Thursday evening, the, the amount of people that was at that. And just, I suppose, all the all the car, different cars that come to Letterkenny, how busy the town bees at the weekend, the pace of tarmac rallying, the amount of modified escorts that we have, because that's not a thing that's, that's very popular abroad either. We're a very unusual thing that we're allowed, like Millingtons and 2.5 engines and in mark twos like a lot of rallies when we go abroad they have to put us in like a double o category or just a show category we're not allowed to compete because 
they don't know what to do with <laughs> so that that's something that's very unique to our to our country so Donegal just is the the pinnacle of that in Ireland like three days of of top level rallying what more could you ask for on the some of the most fantastic stages in the world yeah Kevin yeah uh, uh, David like you know from your point of view then you know uh, your brother went out quite early on like does that make it more difficult for you know or do you strike your own rally anyway or is there a kind of like a team thing going on do you just discuss tires and all that kind of thing and all of a sudden then you haven't somebody to bounce ideas off or where does that leave you no, well, in terms of tyres, it meant I had all the choice I wanted. Instead <laughs> <laughs> of having to buy 40, we only bought 20 or whatever it was. And it didn't uh, matter what choice you had, they were always wrong. <laughs> but we had we had a good selection of tyres gathered up before the event, because that's the best way to do it if you can. But uh, basically, it meant I had the pick of them, which was great. Um, in terms of, look, obviously, we both like to be racing. Uh, he... Changed the engine actually before Calvin this year, and he hasn't had much luck with it yet. And um, he said, I think he's done four stages and had two fastest stage times, and that's all he's done within two rallies, four days of rallying. Um, but no, when he went out, actually, he went out and did mud notes for us on, on Saturday morning, mm-hmm. which was great. Um, and because we had wrecked in the dry, so he was able to ground, and, and there's a few places now. There's a left on Macala there, just at the school. Down the wee narrow part down the back, and he had marked, you know, that it was very shiny. And, and like, we came out of the grass and only far outside, we in the field. Um, but there was a few places I got, so he did that, which was a big help to us. But other than that, no, it doesn't really matter. The, the boys are a bit less busy in service, which is no harm, too. Mm-hmm. And Johnny, like, and then for you, you know, class 13, like, yeah, last year, booze maybe coming out with COVID and that, you didn't get out as much. And I know talking to you last year, you're a bit disappointed where you're at pace wise, but you seem to have clicked back in again this year. Is it have you done anything different to the car, or is it just time and time behind the wheel, or how do you, what do you put the the difference in performance down to? Uh, that, well, I haven't done much this year. We we done Kiavin, you know, we moved the car up on the fifth inch wheels over the winter, um, so we didn't. We're, we've got her all rewired, and we didn't get much testing for Kiavin. Actually, we no test at all. So Kiavin's the test for done like all. But the setup wasn't right in Cavan, you know, but we got through it and I look at you got the seat, you know, the mileage up. Um got a good test end with Cal Brown over there at Parachute Motorsports. We made an unruined job like Yara with her setup wise and she's a different Yara, like she's just she does everything you want her to do, she does her doesn't un, unexpectedly. Yeah. And it just just feels good, just feels naturally and you know, just kinda of back to what kind of way you remember her a lot of years ago. But it is it's all down the same time, like, you know, you need to get out. But it's just not easy getting out, it's hard to it's hard to get time just when you yeah. I just think, you know, because there's less rallies and then, you know, like there's so many people putting entries and like the reserve lists and one thing, another then as well too. It's like, rallying's in a great place, but it's difficult to get out and get the seat time as well, isn't it? Yeah, you'll not be rocking up in many rallies now anymore, like, you know, the late entry, you know, the reserve lists are there nearly now in the mall, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, look at you just have to be planning ahead just and pick, pick them out just and... We'll go from there, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like you know, on this, you know, the from sort of like Saturday afternoon into Sunday, you're up there mixing it, you know, with the the class fourteen guys. You're having a great old battle with John Bonner and uh, the McGettigans and all that there. You know, it must be do you real good to be mixing it with them guys as well? And they are lovely lads as well. 
Oh, the good crack, eh? the two Miguelians and John and uh, Paddy McEwen, we, we great crack all weekend, they were running all and around each other the whole weekend there enough, you know, mm-hmm. but um, we had a good enough lead in the Sunday morning in the class, and we had a good enough cut at Glen Village, but then Landy Drive was dry, but then see when the rain come in, it was just time to pull the horns in, you know, you had to start thinking cute, there's no point throwing away, trying to race the class 14 boys, throwing away class lead, you know, so you had to be cute, for sure, for sure. And Kevin, like from your point of view, like last year you got through the rally and clutch problems on the Sunday, uh, but other than that, like this year it all went pretty, uh, you know, pretty plain sailing. Did, have you done anything really different to the car over the winter, or is it just kind of, you know, wee small changes making the, the difference? Ah, uh, there are a few small changes, like the setup of the car is probably a wee bit better, but that's just more rallies done, and you're kind of always tweaking. Uh, no, other than that, it's pretty much the same, but it's probably just better prepared and kind of knew a bit better what we had to do and sort of where how much time you could get like you know you, the Darien's always going to be a bit quicker than you know an escort or a starlet like where you, where you want it to be like because they're just they're a different car really like mm-hmm. um you know they the probably handle better and a wee bit lighter and uh, you know the traction's a wee bit better like so and then I suppose look the, the suffering other ways too maybe and because they've been a wee bit wider than that but you know, I knew just certain stages would suit the car so uh, not we, we kind of knew what we had to do, and if we bided our time out of Friday, we we could uh, push on after that. I think so. Then you you must have been very happy coming out of Friday to be in the lead at that point. Like you know, Friday was almost a kind of get through it and do nothing sunny kind of day almost. Then was it? I well, look, we kind of said to ourselves if we came out sort of within twenty seconds or thirty seconds, we would have been more than happy. You know, um, it was just sort of a wee bit of an unknown with the stages, the type of them, how narrow and gravelly and bumpy they were. Um, I, I just you, you don't know sometimes if you're going to be uptime or downtime till you get to the end of those type of stages. Yeah, and like Lauren, you know that the, the unknown and rallying is that you know that's what it really isn't it. That must be some buzz coming off a stage and knowing that you and Frank has had a great stage, and then you know the Kelly and Randy or something saying you know you're you're five up or you know you're point two down or something. Like there must be no feeling like that. Uh, that's fantastic, although most of the time it usually goes the other way. <laughs> you felt like you've had a great stage and then you get let down at the end of it. But uh, yeah, no, that's always a fantastic feeling. And like, geez, I got some entertainment value at the last stage on Friday after we had the puncture. Uh, the tyre we were running, the spare one we had in the boot was a lower profile than the one on the other side. So she was <laughs> a bit of a handful through that stage and then... Got to the end of the stage and I can't mind the fella's name, but some way it broke down and we asked, could we have his spare wheel to balance the whole thing out? So we had two soft tyres for a completely dry final stage and we just had a complete whale of a time. There's so many times in the NQR I'm laughing my head off. And the time actually wasn't far away for completely melting two soft tyres, but geez, I had some crack. <laughs> and like, that is the great thing, you know, like you and your dad, like, yes, you just want to do well and you just want to, you know, high up as possible. But the cracks, what it's all about as well. That's it. Again, maybe the puncture was a blessing because then, as I say, it wasn't as serious with trying to to fight for anything anymore. We just had a complete ball. As I say, it's Donegal, that's the best weekend's crack rally and I've had in a long, long time. Because mm-hmm. he talked before about, you know, that was one of the things he wants to take off, you know, get you through Fanad, you know, and a, a, you know, and a real good run around Fanad in the dry. And you've got that Sunday morning. Yeah, Sunday afternoon. It was 
halfway dry <laughs> the first go and then it started to bucket. Whenever you come around a corner and you see spectators just starting to put on coats and put up umbrellas, it's like, oh no. <laughs> but then we, amazingly, we got it completely dry the second time around. I can understand why it's dad's favorite stage because it's just it is some roller coaster of a stage. <laughs> <laughs> and Eddie, like, you know, you've done the stages now, you've seen the classics, you know. Oh, are they as good or, you know, did you come away feeling this was something special? Yeah, no, it was definitely something special. The crowds of people, I've never seen anything like it. Um, driving out to the first stage on Friday morning, I think there was one junction and there must have been cars for 100 metres, 200 metres down either side of the junction. It was mental. Um, I've never witnessed anything like it. Um, even we've done we've done a rally in Belgium and stuff like that where like the crowds are always good, but no, I've never experienced anything like it like before. So, um, no, looking forward to going back again. And Johnny, you know, like you're the same as me. You live here down south of the Gap. You know, how good was that Friday? Like the crowds, I don't think there's been crowds like that in Donegal for years. And like for you going down stages, it's, you know, close by home. Pretty special. Oh, special, surely. Yeah, yeah. You know, even though Elvis was around home, you know, you know, you're seeing people out and about through the areas here, you know, and to be fair, I think Donegal Town embraced the rally very well. And anybody who's out there, you know, was all buzzed about it. You know, there's a great buzz about, about the town forward too, you know, but it's good to see, you know, yeah. Yeah, because even, in the, you know, the week leading up to the rally, there was a great out buzz about the town, you know, people were talking about it. You know, it was great that they didn't have to be travelling up to Fanad or whatever the rally was coming today. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Everybody asking where's the best place to watch, you know, you know, what are you thinking, you know. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. Now, it'll be nice to see it returning again. You know, the verdict will be interesting to see what happens next next year or the year after, whatever. You know, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And like David, you know, like new stages, classic stages, Donegal. You know, there is something special about it. For sure, there's something special. Yeah, um, I've been going. We first did the juniors in probably twenty ten or twenty eleven, and so we go to it whenever we can. I've done it every year now, but um, no, it's it's still amazing. Um, I love it up there. I do think the mix of stages is good not to have all the classics. I think you have to have a mixture, but I think having Friday different was great for everybody and a real, real new challenge for everybody as well. And Connor, you want to jump back again there? Yeah, and again, I was just going to ask David, you know, after a year and a bit of the Mark II and then back to the, the Starlet again, as do you feel kind of comfortable and at home in the Starlet? Are you sticking with it or, or might you oh. change? Yeah, after all the torture, we're definitely sticking with it. Because um, we bought the Escort and changed the engine in it. And then we bought the Starlet back and we had to take the Escort, engine out of the Escort and go back in the Starlet. And we had to sell the engine out of the Starlet. And a lot of messing, so we'll definitely be sticking with it now. But uh, no, we went to, we got the engine fitted just before Kerry. Um, and we went down the road to it. And no, straight away, I have to say, I'm, I'm like the speed. I don't know if it improved a lot, but it certainly was as good as it was in the Escort immediately. And it has probably improved a bit since that. Um, so no, we're, we're really enjoying being back in it for sure. And Johnny, you know, with that, the Starlets, like what is it about the Starlets? When you see them on the stage, they look, still look fantastic. Great little car to watch and extremely competitive, you know, and like they're fairly long in the tooth now, but they're still still there. They're still with it. What is it? What's the magic about them or the secret about them? I suppose there's probably a bit more novelty about them compared to an Escort. An Escort were a lot more common, I suppose, where Starless not. Like, you know, you'd only get a handful of Starless in there, really. And, you know, and, but, you know, beneath it all, then, they are more or less an Escort. They're all running all the same stuff as an Escort, you know. So, you can't have the best of both worlds. You have something more unique. But at the same time, a car is everybody's competitive. 
But the bits are so hard, got them. That's the only downfall of them. And about two for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't they handy not thing? <laughs> Maybe a bit less quarter pounds damaged. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, uh, Lauren, that's the thing. The, the Mark II is iconic in Irish Rally. And they, I think, you know, somebody said that it was over 60 Mark IIs in Donegal. Like, why or what is what makes them still so popular to this day? That is the question we all want the answer to. It's like, mm. Dad, I think, was taking the hand out of you, Eddie, about like why you young lads all in Mark II's like, <laughs> go frig off to our, our twos or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a, it's a thing here, especially probably now, probably that you can buy shells ready to build. There's what do you call the company over in England? Is it MST that'll build a Mark mm-hmm. II or a Mark I to your spec? You just order it and they'll build it. Mm-hmm. Parts are just handy got, and I suppose you can have a bare basic Mark II, a 1600 Mark II, and then you can go right the way up till what we have in class 14. So you can start from the bottom or go to the top or build it up as you go along. I suppose just one of them easy cars that you can do that with. And spectators love them. They're fun to sit in. They're fun to drive. What's not to love about them? For sure. For sure. And like Kevin, then, you know, like you've won now two times now in the two-wheel drive. Like, do you still get the same buzz out of the dairy and every time you sit in there? Oh yeah, look, I, I love the Darien. To be fair, like, um, like I would, I would drive loads of escorts and starlets and different cars that you'd be working on, and uh, I, I would still have no inclination to get out of the Darien at all. Like, uh-huh. just uh, a different ses- sensation in them. You're sitting low, and they're, uh, you know, good acceleration, brilliant brakes in them. Like, so uh, no, I'll, I'll stick with what I have for now. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, two ones now. Back next year for number three. But have you any plans now in the meantime? Um, I might try and do maybe a couple more of the national rounds. Um, we've done one or two of them already and with good enough finishes. So uh, I'll see. Look, we'll just pick and choose. Look, I'll make no uh, permanent plans or definite plans. So just need to get back, uh, try and get a bit of work done uh, for a month or two anyway and see them. We'll I have an engine for you. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, David, now you've the 2.5, you've got a good result in Donegal. Like, where do you see yourself going now? Uh, my wife's expecting now in two weeks. So <laughs> I'm not going too far for a while. Teaching nappies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't, I really don't know. No real plans. Maybe try and go to Wexford or something later in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly be nothing now in July or August, unfortunately. So, and like I say, the engine's due rebuild. It was due rebuild really on Friday evening of Donegal, but thankfully it made it through it. So, <laughs> we'll get it built now. And Lauren, like yourself and Frank, uh, where, where to next? Uh, Ravens Rock is our next rally, and then I think the next one after that's Emma Kelly. And Johnny, yourself then? No? Uh, Sligo. Sligo's the only one on the, on the radar at the minute now. Um, I'll probably not do much more after that, I'll say maybe, unless the motor club runs, the one and for the harvest weekend, oh, yeah. we're probably yeah. going to yeah. we'll probably do it now, but other I don't think it'll be much other plans. But yeah. I take it as it comes. Yeah, and Eddie, we'll finish up with yourself then. You know, leading the Tarmite Championship, uh, like probably, you know, we talked earlier, this was beyond your dreams at the start of the year. Like, you're in a good position there. Do you see yourself doing nothing now before Cork, or is Cork sort of the, the main focus of your attention now? No, we have the local Ravens Rock. Um, that's only five minutes like away from me there uh, this weekend coming. So if that, we'll probably do in McKinley then as well, and then Carpenter. That's the plan at the moment. But, uh, mm-hmm. um, but no, looking forward like the local one now. This 
did this weekend coming hasn't been around in I'd say three years now. So uh, looking forward to it. Very good, very good. And like you have to be, you know, going into Cork, leading the championship, uh, like as a solid result or as a big attack. No, it's attack from now on. I think um, <laughs> I'm sick. I'm sick of driving around looking for points at this stage. Um, to be honest with you. Um, no, I think I think I, I think if we finish third or above, uh, we don't have to go to Ulster and we have it then. So, um, I think I couldn't see Gary going, but I, I'm like I'm sure Jason's going, um, and I'm sure he's going to Ulster as well. So, no, for us definitely, um, I'm sick of driving around looking for points. So it's definitely go for attack now at this stage. <laughs> and Kevin, well, the very last question to yourself, like that two ones in Donegal, like you know, what could you see going to somewhere like Killarney or maybe going, you know, Cork twenty? just to see how you get on there uh, look I, would, I wouldn't mind going to like those rallies but uh, it's just getting the time to go for me is the big one like you know to, to do any of those internationals look you're you're looking at the best part of five or six days away like you know and it's it's just hard to commit to that time whereas the the national rallies are a bit easier you can most of the time head off on a Saturday morning going to your recce and you can be back at work uh, Monday morning again like yeah, look, that was a great conversation we had with with um, the guys and and the girls um, and the modified side. And uh, thankfully, it's also good to hear that uh, it doesn't look like the competition's over for the year. That there there'll be a few more battles to be had on the on the stages yet. That's for sure. And, that's for sure. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and then what do you call it? We also had the chance to catch up with Casey J Coleman. So Casey J had a ooh a, f- a fairly tough weekend in Ypres. And had a fantastic uh, junior BRC win, which is just, I don't think anybody expected that one. You know, very limited mileage under his belt. So a fantastic event. Yeah, like, you know, that definitely seemed to be a real hard challenge this year. You know, it's never easy any year, but this year in particular, you know, some big accidents, some big casualties there. Um, great to see, you know, for the British Championship, Adrian Fermo won the rally in the Fiesta. You know, so definitely, you know, even, you know, listening to Gary earlier, that's definitely a resurgence in the Fiesta. Great to see. Absolutely. Yeah. Look, it's, it's coming together for the, for, for M Sport are putting an awful lot of work into that car. And, and certainly the results are starting to, to be obvious in that. And the, also, we're going to get to see that car in the hands of Formo and on the Ulster as well. It's just been announced that he'll be taking part, which is brilliant. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that has to be welcome. And like you know, we've seen what Matt Edwards, you know, one good run the taking the Cyprian, then the, you know the Polo, and then the Cyprian. You know, the guys here starting to swap over. Like a good run by Fermo and the Ulster. We could see a few more Fiestas starting to appear here again. Absolutely, we could. And again, you know, as, as Gary continues to to develop further in that car as well, like the results are coming, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, certainly the car's looking good. And I suppose M Sport need a bounce somewhere. That's for sure. That is for sure, you know. And then, you know, like our own guys in, uh, you know, uh, Kyle White and Kyle McBride both had real bad luck, but they still bounce back and come in, you know, second and third, you know, points. But I think KCJ won in the, the, the BRC. It's really blew the whole championship wide open there for them. Yeah, it has. It's opened things up and it's great. And it's great to see dominance from from crews from this side of the, the water as well, taking part and, and doing extremely well. Um, so, look, um, as you say, without further ado, let's uh, hear from KCJ. So, KCJ, an eventful Ypres. Um, you know, first time there, first time with Lorcan sitting with you in the car, you know, and and maybe a bit of a challenging start be, even before the event. Uh, do, do you want to talk us through? Yeah, of course. Uh, thanks for having me on, Connor. Um, yeah, we went uh, just back from Ypres, uh, obviously a brilliant weekend. Huge experience and um, 
yeah, enjoyable, amazing roads and rally out there in general. It's just, uh, it was fantastic. But um, it didn't start off the best for us. We were testing over there on uh, Tuesday. And uh, maybe a couple of runs into the test, we were uh, we came across a tractor actually on the road on a, on a fully proper organized, organized test. And um, yeah, just kind of a freak, I think. Um, yeah, tractor and uh, coming against us in the road. So of course, that was a bit of a scare. Um, we had to kind of you know drive into the ditch to avoid it. So um, yeah, it wasn't the best start of the week. Obviously, we done a small bit of damage, not major. So uh, we were still able to do the rally, but of course, um, Tom Gahan and all his lads. Big thanks to them because they got the car back as if it was brand new again and got us out. So yeah, it wasn't the best of starts, but uh, as the weekend went on, obviously everything everything gelled and myself and Larkin got on really well. So um, yeah. Wasn't the best start, but it uh, turned out fairly good. Fairly yeah. good in the end. And and how would you describe the Ypres stages? The, the you know they they seem quite unique and you know uh, quite different, or maybe a different style to the tarmac events you would do here in Ireland. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, like everyone talks about the cuts in Ypres, and you know how it's quite hard to get your head around that you just have to be in cuts everywhere, um, and of course pollution on the road, you know. But I even I, I even found like you know on the tarmac there, the tarmac is so inconsistent. Like there's play, it looks the same everywhere, but in some places there's very little grip and in some places there is grip. And I mean, that's kind of only something you learn from rallying on the stages. I mean, in the recce, it wasn't even something that came across in my mind, you know, that kind of way. Um, but no, definitely it's something that even I'd know to look out for in the future. And even after the rally, you know, you know where, where, where the guys ahead of you are going to be you know, using the cuts or off the road or on the road. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, it takes a lot of learning and it's totally, diff- totally different to Ireland and probably a lot of other places as well, I'd say. But uh, brilliant, brilliant rally. But, you know, amazing stages, fast and, yeah, really enjoyable, yeah. Um, was there much of a challenge, you know, making the pace notes f- for this event, particularly with the cuts? You know, did you know where you should be cutting or how much of a cut? Yeah, I mean, it is. It's tricky, like, and even... Obviously, it was my first time with Larkin, and Larkin had done a bit of rallying out there, which really, really helped. Like, you know, he was kind of able to say, like, we were kind of directly, and I was saying, like, Jesus, you know, what, what do you think they are, Larkin? And he was able to tell me, you know, which is a great, a great brilliant help, like, uh, you know, when it's when everything is new. But, um, you know, we kind of had a chat before the rally, and we were kind of went through what I'd use on my pace notes here at home, and, you know, kind of differentiating between maybe a small cut or a big cut or you know, nearly four wheels off the road, a road cut, like, um, so we had a good chat about that before the rally, and I think, I think 90% of places, to, notes were probably fairly spot on, you know, which is, I was kind of surprised, I thought that, after the shakedown, especially, I mean, you know, it was after, the road was after being, you know, driven on maybe by 100 cars, before we actually got to do it, because there was a qualifying, before the shakedown, and uh, the road was really badly polluted, and then my conference was kind of knocked a bit after, it. I was saying, you know, this is going to be, is this the whole rally going to be this bad? But no, as the weekend went on, it was, it was fairly good, yeah. Yeah. And when you got high temperatures as well out there in Belgium at the weekend, like, you know, how much did that kind of make it difficult with regard to brakes, tyres, etc.? Yeah, even on on the, us, you know, in the car, like, it was it was mega hot, like, but, um, yeah, we found Saturday on one or two of the stages where we were, were boiling the brakes, you know, um, which was kind of something we had to look out for. There was a 22-kilometer stage where about 
I think maybe 12, 15 kilometers in, we just lost all breaks. So we kind of really just had to just drive to the end of the stage, take no risks because we were leading the class at that point and there was no point in even taking any 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 mad risks. Um, but yeah, tire-wise is really unusual out there. The, the tarmac doesn't wear tires. It's really unusual. It's like at home, you know, you'd be burning tires off a car on a re- in that heat. But uh, no, tires barely even wouldn't even be marked after after stages, yeah. yeah. And you mentioned there about you know having to keep the head, you know, uh, and, yeah. and how difficult was that to kind of keep your pace measured, you know, to, to obviously keep the lead and 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 you know the the plan being then to obviously to to win the the, the junior, but with the fact that the new stages to you and as you said earlier you have to commit to the cuts there's no kind of half halfway no. so like, how, how did you balance that i suppose is what i'm trying to ask yeah i suppose i probably actually I, I really did struggle on the saturday over there i mean i was quite disappointed with my times and then we were kind of saying well there's no point in going mad because you know if you go off the road you know it's another off after you know a couple of couple of bad events at home so we kind of had to, yeah, it was kind of steady, but um, yeah, it's quite hard to, you know, just drive when you have that much of a lead where you don't have to go off, whereas I would have liked to kind of take a couple of chances and push on a bit maybe on, on the Saturday and put some put some good times against, you know, the kind of more local guys that were at the front of the whole Rally 4 class rather than just the JBRC. But um, no, it was difficult, but at the end of the day, we got around and, that was the aim of that event to finish, get all the mileage. And then, you know, I think even to finish that event in, in itself is quite an achievement, you know? Absolutely. You know, to go there first time and it is a tricky event and we've seen, you know, yeah. experience like uh, Laverve was caught out, you know, and there's yeah. somebody who knows April like the back of his hand. Yeah, yeah exactly. hundred percent. And even, uh, you know, we were talking and even looking back on when Craig was doing the rally that like it, Ray was saying that it took him maybe three, four attempts in Belgium before he could master the roads out there so I mean that just kind of says it all which kind of put my put me kind of a bit happier about you know maybe some disappointing times during the during the weekend you know yeah it puts a bit of perspective on yeah it. exactly I mean that's just the way it is you know that kind of way so yeah and what do you got congratulations fantastic win um where does this leave you now in the, in the BRC in the junior championship yeah well I think we're still third in the championship because we missed of course the Jim Clark so um but of course drop rounds and stuff like that i'm not too worried about that but no um i don't know it leaves us in a pretty good place i mean to push on ulster of course is the next round so that's part of the, the irish tarmac championship anyway so we'll definitely be going there and I suppose see after that um obviously there's a couple of lovely gravel rallies there towards the end of the championship which i'd which i'd love to do as well you know great experience when you get to recce in the forestry as well in the uk mm-hmm. is really good so um yeah no we'll definitely keep going as we are now and see, see what happens and you're one of three nominees for the Carlos Standout Performance Award on the BRC website. So people have an opportunity to vote for you. Yeah, of course. Uh, anyone there watching, we brilliant if we could uh, could get a couple of votes in, and it'd mean a lot for us uh, for the next round, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So again, if that's on the BRC, the the British Rally Championship website, and uh, yeah, they, yeah, you're you're one of three nominees. So fingers crossed. Now you you get that. And what's what's the prize for that? It's uh, 40 litres of fuel uh, free of charge for the next event. So in Ulster, yeah. 40 litres free of fuel, which is obviously everything Everything makes a, makes a big difference, you know? Yeah. So, 
Brilliant. And what do you call it? Is any other outside of BRC any other plans this year or too early? Yeah. Um, of course, we'll have the Ravens Rock this weekend, which is our, our, our local event. So I'm really looking forward to that. But um, kind of outside Ireland, the UK, yeah, we kind of plan on doing a bit, a good bit in Europe. Um, maybe kind of towards the end of the year when obviously championships and stuff kind of calm and settle and you can kind of say, look, okay, we'll do this or do that and forget about this maybe. So no, no, nothing major planned yet. We're looking at a couple of, a couple of rallies though, all right, um, in Italy and Europe and maybe north of here as well. So yeah, really looking forward to doing some stuff like that because, you know, obviously I love rallying at home, but I mean, you really do need to get the experience mm. outside of Ireland too and the UK. So um, yeah, I really look forward to doing a, a bit of stuff like that, you know. That's it. It's every opportunity to, to benchmark yourself. Yeah, 100%. I mean, sometimes it's kind of, it's quite disheartening maybe if you go somewhere that's really specialised and like you're kind of looking at the times and you're saying like, you know, how is this possible? But then like, that's kind of just something you have to, you have to do while you're gaining experience. And then when you have the experience, you know, you can maybe, maybe go for it out there, you know? Yeah, huge thanks to KCJ. And like, that was a very difficult Ypres rally and uh, yeah, fantastic results winning the junior um, BRC. And uh, also speaking of other fantastic results at the weekend, we had the Moonraker and Ron Codwell and Arthur Cairns had a win there as well, which was great to see. Yeah, and you know, a great results for the MIA Rally Academy once again. And speaking of the MIA Rally Academy, <laughs> <laughs> as we're recording or we're editing the show this week, this, the news broke. Two more of the guys heading out to Sweden. Uh, the Royal Rally, I think it is, it's called. Uh, delighted now to be joined with Patrick O'Brien and Walt Crichton. Uh, Patrick, you're taking the Skoda out to Sweden? Yeah, uh, we're bringing the Skoda out to Sweden and uh, can't wait. Looks like a really good rally. It's quite fast and uh, the roads are quite smooth as well. So, yeah, and Kong's jump as well, the crest is going to be, <laughs> it'll be a good league over that. So, yeah, can't wait. Yeah, and like you know, and no snow. <laughs> it's going to be gravel all the way. Uh, exactly. Yeah, it's going to be completely different. Like it's pretty new to everybody, and uh, even the videos before the event is all pretty much in the snow. So yeah, it will be completely different. <laughs> and well, from your point of view, you're getting a, a run in the the orange tangerine. Like uh, fantastic opportunity to be, you've been given by uh, M Sport Poland for this event. Yeah, it's it's a fantastic opportunity. Um, you know, and, and thank you to the academy, especially, you know, for putting me in that position uh, with, you know, Stoney only around the corner after. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good opportunity. As Paddy said, the stages um, stages are high, you know, high speed, and um, it'll be cool to get over some of those iconic stages, you know, that are used in the, well, in the WRC, they're not used now, but in previous years. So yeah, there's not a lot of onboards that uh, we can do a lot of work on because they're all in the snow, obviously, which is a bit weird now for once. But, um, yeah, looking forward to it. And William, this car, this is the same spec as as the 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 upgraded one you would have had in Sardinia. Is that right? Yeah, it's it's the car that John has been using in the other ERC rounds. So I suppose his good fortune with getting the drive in the Rally Two car has um, you know opened a door there for me as well. So um, I'm kind of benefiting from that, um, which is good to see. So yeah, it's got all the upgrades, um, which is perfect. You know, as I said, running into Estonia. So. I'm looking forward to getting it onto the high speed stages. Yeah, and a huge benefit there that extra seat time before Estonia because I'm presuming you hadn't planned to to go to Sweden for this event. No, it was, it was definitely it wasn't on the my radar until quite last minute um, until the news came in. So 
Yeah, it's it's really good prep, but you know, even in itself to do you know an ERC round is is brilliant, um, especially with with M Sport. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's really cool. Uh, I'm just looking forward to getting stuck into it now. It was it was quite a while since I've been in the ERC. We it was Rally Room, I think, which was like one of the first uh, European events that that I did, and I think it was 2020, and that's actually probably one of the best events that I've ever done. So. We've packed a lot in since then, so I'm looking forward to getting back into the ERC. And it's the championship's flying at the minute. The entry list is is crazy how strong it is. So yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, no, the the ERC certainly has has um, gone up a couple of leaps. It's it's getting very competitive there when you look at that uh, the entry list the last few rounds. And Patrick, you know what what preparation can you do for this? As, as you said, like you know all the in car videos and stuff are all when you know the the, the event traditionally runs as a snow rally. So what what will you be able to do in advance of the event to, to kind of prep yourself? Um, well, we get, obviously get the test before the event. Uh, we're doing the organizers test, but they're actually we just seen the, the shakedown uh, was actually used on a small rally in Sweden, which was on gravel. But the rest of these are quite difficult to get. You can just get some sections, but it's it's very very limited. So preparation is not very simple there. So uh, we need to make as much as we can on the test and and do a good job there. But we'll see. I'll know after the first stage. <laughs> but, you know, as, as Conrad was saying, the, the ERC is continuing to go from strength to strength. Like the, you know, the quality of the entry, it must be great for you to be able to go there and, you know, put yourself up against the, the best in Europe and beyond. The, you know, the Hayden Patton and the Northern guys and uh, Mads Osberg. Like it must be a pleasure to be able to share a stage with those guys. Yeah, it's brilliant. And even at the start of the stages, like they're, very, very down to earth guys and it's no problem asking them a question and, and they'll definitely answer the question for you. So you're always learning, even if you're not in the car, if you're standing at the start of the stage, you're learning something. So yeah, it's a good place to be. <laughs> and like, well, from your point of view, getting an opportunity to do this, like, you know, we should mention John getting a, a chance to run in the Rally 2 MRF car. Um, like a great opportunity for John. Yeah, for sure. I think it's, it's very well deserved. And I know it's been something that, He's been working on for quite a long time now, uh, so it's it's nice nice to see him there, and I'm uh, looking forward to being back at a rally that, that he's at. Um, the crack was always good when we were doing the the juniors, so yeah, it's a good opportunity for him, and I hope that it works out well for him. Uh, obviously, it's it's going to be difficult with you know the entry list that is there, but um, hopefully he can have a good run and and you know get better in early. Yeah, I think you know Patrick. You know you've seen John develop. You've seen him. You know doing the you know, the, the lake the rallies closer to home, the Bushwhacker Lakeland back in the day. You know, like he always stood out, didn't he? Even when he was coming up to the ranks. Ah, yeah, for sure. Like uh, I just came along probably behind John, so he was always the boy you were trying to trying to beat when you were younger. Like, and he just was a, a little bit older and a little bit more experienced, but a ah, fantastic driver. And as William says, fantastic to see him get that opportunity, and I'll have no doubt that. He'll do a job there. That's for sure. And like, you know, like what a position that this wee country's in at the minute. You know, I talk about the party power, like, you know, the likes of yourselves, you know, the MA Rally Academy, what that's bringing to the sport at the minute. You know, you're getting the opportunity to go and do ERC rounds, WRC rounds. You know, and Ryan Caldwell coming there, like had a fantastic run in Donegal, won the Moonraker, like Aoife Raftery, you know, Grace O'Brien. You know, the list keeps going on. You know, and then you know, if never there is a vacant seat in the WRC or the ERC, well, you come along and fill it. And then you know, it's what can we say? You know, it's we are in a real golden age of rallying at the moment. Well, maybe you'll take yeah. that one first. 
Yeah, it's. Um, I think the academy should be very proud of what it's achieved in you know quite a relatively short space of time. So, and you know everybody that's going to likes the ERC or the WRC, there's always a bigger you know program or process in the background. You know we're not it's not just going there for a one-off rally. It's all part of you know a, a bigger picture. So yeah, it's um, I suppose from us guys actually competing in the middle of it. You know we're that focused on what we're doing it's maybe easy to get sucked in but yeah if you stood back and look at it from the outside in yeah five four or five guys whatever it is anifa you know going there to compete in the european championship it's um it's pretty cool and we're, we're pretty lucky to be a part of it but um yeah hopefully we can get good results to, to back that up yeah and like patrick you know like you, you know as you said before like you have so much news going on in your head you don't, sometimes you don't even know what you're allowed to say because there's so many developments and it's continuously happening like you know you've had to keep this one under your hat now for the last few weeks i would imagine as well like what a fantastic opportunity for somebody like yourself ah uh, exactly it's, uh, you have so much you don't, you don't know what to say but uh yeah i really can't wait to go to this event it's, it's looks one like i really enjoy and uh just the experience of learning and you know what I can bring back to our own team, like you said, to help young Ryan. I guess it's proved there, like Ryan just spent and, and, and done a job last weekend. So yeah, yeah it's all that filters down through the field. So yeah, really good. Yeah, because like Ryan for me was a star in Donegal. His first time in Tar in the Skoda, and like it could have been so easy, like especially on the Friday, you know, new stages there. They hadn't, you know, we couldn't study any DVDs or nothing. It could have been so easy to do something silly, but no, he kept his head down, done a job, and then when he got onto the classic stages, the pace just kept getting better and better all weekend. Like that's a, a young guy at home places. Ah, exactly, and he's great to work with too. Like he, <clears throat> he listens to what you're saying, and you're not just telling them for the crack, like because I've been there and I've done that and. Just like last weekend, that uh, I I was shocked at how well he managed it, and there was no pressure at all, and he he done the the correct job that was needed, and it was no problem. Yeah, because even at the stage ends, he never seemed to get panicked or flustered. He just seemed to take it all in his stride. Like you think he'd been doing it for the last ten years? It was just yeah, yeah, knock on another time now, and you know just keep the push on kind of thing. Ah, exactly, and like I was actually just saying to the, the boys in the team that. I, I would hit to have their job all the time, stand at the end of that stage when it's when it's all our way about it. That's not so nice, so no. I'd rather I'd rather be driving. <laughs> and like well, you know, we, you know, see these younger talent like you're still a young man yourself, but there's you know, there's already new talent coming through. Like the junior one thousand that you come through yourself in, you know, previous years. Like there's a real staircase of talent at the moment. Yeah, it's great and you know, even you know, stepping up from the junior 1000 into the, the r2s or the rally four class like um you know i was in donegal and the guys that were there and the pace that they were going at i was actually i was in with uh, joe kelly before the before the rally and um i hadn't I hadn't sat in the passenger seat of of too many rally cars never mind the new rally fours so um like the speed of those wee cars now is, is so impressive and the suspension's so good. So um it shocked me a little bit and just remind me, you know, how how hot that class is. So yeah, it's good. Um, you know, I was actually chatting to someone about it last night that, you know, if there's so much competition, you know, there's someone that you can always look up to or there's someone that you're always racing that'll bring you on. And, you know, that that's kinda in every class from the junior one thousands to the rally fours. So um yeah, it's good if you have competition, it'll it'll help you improve. That's for sure, you know. And Connor, do you want to jump in there? 
Yeah, I was just going to ask Patrick. <clears throat> you're you're bringing your own car over to to Sweden, so you have that bit of familiarity. It maybe takes out, you know, th- does that make it easier for you? I suppose if you're taking out, you know, a, a, another unknown, um, whereas before you were in the the Hyundai and that. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yes, yeah, okay. It's a bit of work taking it out, but uh, I know the car inside out, and you know I can test it pretty much whenever I want to test it because it's sitting in the shade. So uh, definitely, yeah. Uh, Probably struggled a little bit with Hyundai, just the difference between the two cars. But I think if you were in it, you know, enough seat time in it, it would work no problem. The car was really good, but just, uh, yeah, the Skoda, I know it inside out. And uh, I just fits like a glove. So, yeah, can't wait to get back out now. Yeah, and I suppose then, you know, be easier for you, in a sense, to benchmark yourself maybe against some of the other, you know, Skoda competitors as well, and maybe if you're picking somewhere to 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 you know do you have that as that benchmark. Exactly, yeah. And like I know how hard I can push the Skoda, and when it's starting to get a wee bit maybe out of hand, then I know it bring it back a little bit, and uh, that's kind of where you know where the benchmark is. With Hyundai, it was a little bit different because I was trying to learn the car and learn the rallies, and there's just so much going on, but. That was a fantastic opportunity and it was brilliant. I, I learned so much there that I can bring back to my own team and, and my own car. And yeah, it was, I don't think I've ever done anything like that before. And William, for yourself, you know, John has done very well in, in the, the RC3. Is there a bit of pressure on there, you know, to keep up the the, the level he's, he's been putting that car at? Yeah, I'm sure John will <laughs> not forget to come down. Um, yeah, it's you know there's always ERC like we said the the class or the the entry list is is class so yeah I've no doubt that uh, there's gonna be a lot of quick guys there so um, I suppose from my side you know it's kind of easy I just need to go and and try and drive as fast as I can and and you know um, get on to a good pace and try and do the best job that I can and, and enjoy it and hopefully that'll set us up well for Estonia so um, yeah there's always pressure I suppose yeah. And probably doesn't help. He's he's going to be there looking over your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, okay. hopefully I can give it back to him as as good as he'll give it to me. I'm sure. So um, yeah, it'll be good fun. Yeah, and I think before we end, we should say another man on the Skoda was Liam Regan and Donegal. Uh, you know, <laughs> the, the the interest that that car you know in Donegal was unbelievable. Like uh, the historic Skoda coming near the end of the field. Everywhere he went, there was always like people cheering and shouting for him. Great to see, isn't it? Yeah, it's brilliant. We uh, we were joking; we weren't sure it was going to make it up the hill at Knockalla. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's good to see it. And to be fair, like it, that was two big days of rallying. You know, on the, the Saturday and the Sunday, and and the car got round, and and the guys had a ball. So, um, yeah, I, I think they loved it. I think it was always in Liam's bucket list, you know, to to do it. And um, I think a bit of family history there with the Skodas. So, um, yeah, look, I, I was down at the rally myself. And I know um, they had a ball and, and it all went to plan. So, yeah, maybe uh have to get him to do it and uh, something a bit quicker maybe next time. <laughs> and Callum, he's still a Callum, bit of a driver. He's, he's yeah, not fully converted co-driver just no. yet. <laughs> and Callum obviously wants to go as well too. I've seen him taking the, the driver's seat as well. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw that. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. It was actually it was good to see Callum get the win and and telling all it was the you know the footage at the end of the last stage was was nice to see. That's for sure. That's for sure. And like Patrick, you know, like another Skoda driver, but like you know, we spoke about you know uh, Ryan coming up through the ranks as well. Like the Skoda still has it. Like you know, we know how close all these R five are together. 
It doesn't matter. The score is maybe two or two years or so now behind development with the, with the new car. But the one you have and the one Ryan has still every bit as capable of producing the goods. Yeah, exactly. I think when when Scott built it first, they built a brilliant car. Like so, just uh, probably a bit of work to do on the tarmac now. Uh, I think me and Ryan will do that. That'll be the next thing. I think we have it pretty good on the gravel. So uh, if we can get it on the tarmac and see what we can do there. But we weren't so far away in, in Galway when, when I got my head around how fast you can go around corners in it. But yeah, Skoda, I, I don't see anything wrong with it, to be honest. It's, it's a good car. It's great to be able to bring you the breaking news that just only coming out there this afternoon, Connor. It's just, I think we have to just react when there's news like that comes out. Oh, listen, it, it, it's, it's just, it, the news is too good to, to, to pass up. And uh, again, huge thanks to Patrick and William for taking their time out there up to their eyes. So really do appreciate the fact that they come on to chat to us about it. That's for sure. You know, like that was like, you know, was that all organised within a couple of hours? So, you know, fair play to the two boys. That was a big ask of them. So that was uh, season two, episode 20. Can you please like, rate, share, subscribe, comment? Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, it's greatly appreciated. The numbers is fantastic. We can't highlight enough what you're doing. It's really appreciated. So until next time, take care, speak soon, and bye. <laughs>